I'm just going to hit it, and then whenever we want to start, we can just start. Damn, how drunk are you? That was my favorite thing the other night when we were at Beelman's. And Noah was just fucking blitzed out of his mind on the edibles. And he's just there like, just absolutely fucking zonked. I, I love that. Stone Noah is great. Great times. Yeah, we were down there with Jasmine. Open a Modelo, fool. Fuck yeah, fool. Oh my god, really? That <laughs> sucks, dude. Blows, Entirely man. frozen a beard. At least it didn't blow up. Yeah. That'd that be was, brutal. That would, been, that would have been a sad time. Yeah. Right. Oh, are we let to smoke here? While we record? Dude. This is my. I'm gonna roll up right now, dude. Alright. Are we on? Yeah, we're, we're live. We'll probably cut some of that out, unless it was funny. I don't know. I mean, just leave it. Is this our podcast, or is this your podcast? Are we doing a crossover right now? We're actually... No, we're on your podcast. Oh, okay. Our podcast. Uh, we can plug your podcast to our zero listeners. Yeah. Get you a little bump. No, I mean, that's I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't officially started mine yet. That The whole thing was a pilot, and we did it on Anchor. Okay. Um, so I don't know how official that is, and I don't necessarily know how... Did you set up any, like, the RSS or the... No. Like, Podbean no. kind of stuff? No, oh, okay. none of that yet. But it's a work in progress, and... Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, well, that's the funny thing about us doing this, because I really wanted to do this for a long time. And then we did one episode, and I did all that shit, and got it listed on iTunes, and then we never did another episode. Dude, <laughs> no, yeah, let's just continue to do it. It's, it's you have the, the ability to upload it onto iTunes and post it, yeah, you know, which eventually it's we kind of will get to also. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a process, but um, yeah, I mean, it's doable. Yeah, but I'm, I'm either way glad to be here. Right. Hell yeah, fucking, glad to be, glad it's, to be here too. It's a great Jamie. Yeah, and former drummer, former drummer, current producer, current producer. It basically, right. I don't know, good friend. Can we throw in a dear friend, friend Just, of the band. Yeah, <laughs> we're family guys. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a uh, this is your second episode, right? Second episode in nice. A short eight months, I want to say. We recorded in March. Yeah. That wasn't a bad episode, honestly. No, it wasn't. Go back and listen to our first episode. Yeah. Give them give a, yeah, yeah. a little briefing. I mean, I would like to know a little bit, too. I know, mean, what, what this is really... All my favorite podcasts are just podcasts about nothing. Yeah. Where we just, like, riff. And it can have, like, maybe a loose structure, but very loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down with, like, talking about music shit. I mean, that's what kind of the concept was. Like, talk about our shows... Which is hilarious because we started it in fucking March. Yeah. When the virus was like actually a thing and now nobody cares. Yeah, it became a fucking, yeah, <laughs> a fucking joke. In, in everyone's lives. Um, but yeah, I mean, since I'm here, we could talk mm-hmm. about the golden era, guys. We were, yeah, yeah. Um, just. Yeah, listening. so describe what that is because you, you kind of went over it before we started, but. Briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get a little bit more in depth. Um, okay. So I started this podcast yesterday, actually, with uh, with a really good friend of mine from back home. His name is Zach, who is actually out here. I'm originally from New Jersey, by the way. Jersey um, boy. Jersey boy. And we're living in Los Angeles right now. This is where we are. We're currently yep. doing the podcast in L.A. And 
yeah, uh, we were just literally yesterday. We just sat down after you know getting back from grabbing a bite to eat, and we cracked open a couple beers and just started listening to a lot of the older stuff we we were listening to back in high school. You know. Yeah. So um, what, like, oh four through like ten kind of era. Yeah, from like. Well, I was in high school. I started high school in early 2000, so I started mm. high school in, in 2001. I always forget you're older than me. Yeah, yeah. You're like between 80. me and one. Yeah, yeah, I'm between you guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way we like so it. I got, I got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but during during that the four years of high school that I that I you know had to put myself through, uh, I think was a very very big and influential time not only for alternative music but local bands and just emo music in general um and i i mean emo emo music you know uh touching that Mm -hmm. and and saying that it's emo music i can you know it can just be described as like any uh any artist or, or or band that is freely expressive of their emotions you know, so I don't necessarily talk about when I mean emo. I don't necessarily talk about the underground stuff. Right. You know, I'm also talking about uh, artists like Mazzy Star, artists oh, like great. Interpol, artists like uh, Tool. You know, mm-hmm. artists, artists. You know. Yeah, but you wouldn't usually describe those as, as emo bands. You know, first and foremost. Yeah, not necessarily because you know. But the lyrical content is. That's yeah. and that's that's literally the 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 stem of it all is the lyrical content and the content of the music that's being put out. Yeah, that is signified as that particular genre, mm. right? Um, yes. But yeah, I feel like that's a stigma that a lot of people went through within the past twenty years about yeah. labeling emo music as underground uh, emo core screamo music. Yeah. Know? Well, yeah. You get, get ripped on. You get like the emo kids used to get ripped on. Yeah. Like, it's kind of cool now because everybody's <laughs> just sad all the time, but everyone's sad all yeah. the time. <laughs> but you used to be like, Oh, look at the kid. He's got the, like the scene kids with the fucking, the hair. Yeah. Like all, like a lot of girls Black nowadays are listening or are, are fucking, uh, listening to Marilyn Manson and fucking, uh, yeah, that's like in the mainstream and now. shit yeah. because it's mainstream. Wearing a ba- Marilyn Manson shirt, <laughs> hell yeah! Juan dude. is actually wearing a Marilyn Manson yeah. shirt currently right now. That rocks, and he's rocking it very well. Thank you. Thank you. Now in in Jersey, because when I go to other cities, like I went to New York one time, and my buddies drove us up to like uh, just south of White Plains, and um, there was just this show in a bar. It was like the ska band and a couple other like hardcore bands. And everyone there knew each other. It was all like friends of the bands and other bands that weren't playing or whatever. It's like a tangible scene. And when I go to Portland too, like my buddies are all in bands. Right. Everyone like goes to each other's shows or used to. Like, was there like a scene like that? Yeah. In your town? Yeah. That's absolutely. Really cool. Absolutely. I think honestly, this is where we all have that level of connection with 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 each other, even if you're in a different state, because you starting off as a local band, you know, the way you got yourself out there and and put your music out there was through word of mouth and was through mutual friends and mm-hmm. if you had friends that listened to that particular music that you were putting out would go to your shows and support and and bring other people and it just and it just uh it just felt like a like you said a community mm-hmm. uh a, a family you know and it was never uh there was never any any sour ties between anybody or or anything like that or any kind of feud you know yeah um, I feel like I feel like if you branch into like the more heavier music, like hardcore music and 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 like metal and shit, I think that uh, has a little bit more of like 
a level of animosity that's being projected through yeah, the music and, part and of the music. projected through their their, yeah. their, uh, their 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 fans and 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 other bands that you know are conflicting uh, between other bands too because of the music that they're putting out. Maybe we should start a band feud. Yeah. Maybe that gets more popular. Who should we start a feud with? Dude, honestly, feud between bands, I think, <laughs> now, especially now, will get you somewhere because a lot of people like to talk shit and a lot of people like to mentions. listen get to Get some fucking Instagram like views. Yeah. Get yeah. some new followers. Yeah. What are these guys doing? They're pissing people off. They must be onto something. They must be onto something. And I, and I think nowadays that's that's where, where your outlet uh, can easily be reached because if you piss somebody off, then you're doing something right. I totally agree. And I was I was waiting. We didn't get any, unfortunately. I was waiting for when we posted those videos from that show we played on Halloween, Long Beach. Great time. I was just waiting for some fuck, just some little nerd to just come up in our mentions and be like, man, they're playing a show. You can't die uh, coronavirus. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. But I would love to for that to happen. Man, it's a crazy time right now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but uh, that being said, I mean, it was always, yeah, it always felt good. Even if even if you didn't go anywhere, you know, yeah, you know, with with your career and, and being a band, it was there was always this little level of sentimental value that yeah. uh, your your local community you know upheld because they wanted support the wanted to support the people that came from their community, you know, and it's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I really enjoy that too, and that's something that occurred to me like sh- before I really even joined the bands that like I'm not trying to play Staples Center. I'm yeah. trying to have fun. And have like fun, right. Meet people and have a good time, I mean, play bars. Days, Create music. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's about the experience, too. Like I was, totally. Like I was mentioning to Jamie earlier, the the nostalgia of the, the, the music that we're going to talk about is just, you know, you hear a song, you're like, holy shit, like I, I was telling him earlier, it... I remember that it takes song, you somewhere. and I remember drinking fucking Mickey's forty ounce. Hell yeah! Hard. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 watching my friends just skate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was my that that song brought that memory. And so I think at the end of the day, it's just nostalgia for all. You know. Yeah. Like, well, I remember this song. Oh my god, this fucking beer, dude! I just say sorry to cut you off, but I just took a sip of this beer. And you need to try it yourself. This is this is a uh, this is banana, give him a plug. Let's give him a plug. Oh yeah, banana bread beer by Eagle Brewery. Uh, Goodness gracious! That oh fuck, like that's good. Bread. That is literally banana. Bread. I don't usually like wheat beer. Is this a wheat beer? Fucking glass. Wow. Yeah. It's like, it's like banana. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, it's like banana a bread. multi wheat beer because damn, that's really good. Uh, the bread. Malt beverage. Eagle Rock banana Brewery and banana flavor added. Five point two percent alcohol. We gotta hit these breweries, man. They're all starting to open back up again. That Boomtown one. Have you guys been there? Oh yeah, no. I love. Boomtown. I used to get. I used to get frequently drunk there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they used to have all those cool like cornhole and shit, darts. Oh I yeah, they have darts. a they have a they have a ping pong table there too. Yeah, slay that ping pong table. Hell yeah, <laughs> just hustle people. No, I'm, I'm never that good. No, it's maybe darts. No, it's actually good pretty, at darts. No, actually oh. pretty fucking good at at, at ping pong. At, at ping pong. Surprising. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just held back a joke. Uh, can't get too wild yet. Uh, but, um, yeah. You yeah, know, Noah's just, randomly good at, like, random things. Random like, how things. How the fuck are you so good at this? He's like, like a wild card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
He, uh, you know what? Being being the uh, guitar player that he is and the level of, of, of skill that he has, like he he really he really surprises a lot of people. Um, yes, you know, they, and he plays it down like he and he hates naming his songs. But then still, you still surprises me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because uh, you'll you'll be like, hey, play that part of that song, and we'll just listen to him, and you can actually hear him hear the lyrics without the yeah. band behind him and it's like oh fuck these are really good lyrics yeah we're talking we're talking about our our friend and and uh lead singer of, yes. of the manic mile our, our stone captain stone captain <laughs> noah noah's out in, out in the west side right now yeah. with his homies he cannot be here tonight he's probably to, to stand up for himself absolutely right. hammered at friends right now right. <laughs> But we love you, bud. Wish yeah. you'd be here. Thanks for that invite, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, pretty. just getting getting back to what we were talking about, you know, just being a part of a crew, being a part of a community and a family, you know, whether you're a five piece band or a four piece band, you know, it that's the whole idea. It's just, you know, having fun and wanting to play for the love of the music and the music that you're putting out. So mm-hmm. if you do resonate that, I feel like you will have more of a success. Because people appeal more to confidence and 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 uh, the level of artistry that they project on stage, you know. Totally. Um, but yeah, you. I mean, all it takes also is uh, to give a person a couple of drinks to vibe out with you. Too. Absolutely. So <laughs> my favorite thing is drunk, <laughs> drunk as shit dudes coming up to us after shows and being like, "You guys fucking rule!" Like, oh yeah, 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 I remember that. that. Yeah. I'm literally breaking down the kit and. <laughs> Uh, one of the guys uh, I remember this one memory when, when we played at a I, I forgot I think it could have been King Eddie's or the Down and Out people and, get toasty at both of those places yeah, but yeah. damn I wish toasty. I played it Down and Out and uh, yeah I was just breaking down my kit and uh, there was this uh, one dude that uh, walked up he was like dude I don't know which song it was but like you were hitting the drum so hard man and I was just vibing with you and it was just <laughs> felt really cool and I was like Dude, thank you, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you like the music, and and you know, we we gave you a really good level of performance. You know, because that's the whole idea. You know? Right. You know, and and it's great to to give that get that feedback in return. You know, yeah. it, it yes. makes you feel good, and it makes you feel like you know you're giving back to people. You know? Yeah, for sure. You're doing it right. You're doing it right, and that's <laughs> right. why I almost value drunk feedback more because it's just like. I don't know. You know how, like, when you get drunk, like, people start you saying kinda, what they mean. You kind of, you kind of, yeah. You kind yeah, of have to give them on. a little yeah. bit of credit, yeah, to drunk people because the filters are off. Yeah, you know. So and if you if you get somebody super hyped, even if they're wasted, yeah. that is a massive compliment to me. Yeah. Like yeah. like if like if fucking like if somebody like the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or, or you know some fucking yeah. little dude you know coming into a bar and listening to some fucking acoustic music and then. He gets so drunk and and into it that he has to go ahead and, and compliment the band, you know. And yeah. generally, I feel like you you wouldn't because you know that's just like a stereotypical thing, you know, for a man to not just appreciate something or like any individual yeah, yeah. to appreciate something. But when all bets are off and you're getting a little drunk and you got a little couple shots here and there or yeah. a beer in it's you, the best. You kind of you're you're in your feelings a little bit, and you know you wanna you wanna resonate that, and yeah. You, you know, let that be known. One of the one of the, one of the memories I remember that happened to us when we played at the uh, at this brewery out in uh, oh Common Space. Yeah. Yeah, was I was thinking that, about that too. Yeah, was that at who was that? At? Yeah, Hawthorne? I remember that. Hawthorne. That was in yeah. that was in Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah I was uh, I I I was the drummer for yeah, that. Yeah, you were the drummer for that yeah. show, and um, 
we played a couple of songs, and then the curator of that of that that day uh, made a stop because there was like this other party going on on the other side of the brewery. Yeah, there was an event going oh, on shit. in the next room of this big that. warehouse. I don't know. It was like a retirement ceremony. It was something very right. serious. Someone was doing a speech, and so we had. To like, stop. Why the fuck did you double book us? Like, so, so there was an intermission. Right. I think it was like what, like an hour? They were like, Something oh, like it's that? just gonna be twenty minutes right. or fifteen turn, minutes, no, and then like turn. so an hour later, we're just getting hammered there. We're just yeah. drinking the beer. They were giving us free beers. And right. we, Thank you, we, yeah. and we still have the entire <laughs> second half of our set, and right. we're already like maybe four Which, thank drinks. Thank God deep. we had that intermission because I quickly realized that my guitar was <laughs> completely out of tune. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And so I quickly fixed that. But I remember these guys came up to us uh, right, right after that little break, and they were just like, man. That, those two songs were great. And I'm like, yeah. Really? <laughs> Dude, like my guitar was out of tune the whole time, but then. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Dude, I mean, uh, you know, the guitar hits different, yeah. you know, the bass hits different, mm-hmm. the drums hit different a little bit when you're drunk. <laughs> it just, it just, you know, it just catches you. It, it does hit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I. It wraps you up in a little ball and warms you up with music mm-hmm. it's just the and power tonality. of music, you know, and especially yeah. when you have a couple of drinks in you and you hear this band that you've never seen, you're like, holy shit, that, that just hits good. It feels yeah, good. It just know? feels yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So, Fucking miss it. Dude, that's a lot it's the love and appreciation of local shows. That's for True. sure. That's that's which are the thing. only shows now. There oh, are no yeah. non local shows. <laughs> no, yeah. Unless you go to like a drive in, but that looks like it sucks. And frankly, I think they're 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 a little bit more uh I can appreciate them a little bit more because, you know, there's that level of intimacy that you have with the crowd. Because mm-hmm. you're right there. You're, like, literally a couple feet away from one another. And, mm-hmm. you know, the the one person listening to you will just fucking get up on stage with you and fucking shout on the mic with you if you're, like, a hardcore band or something, you know? Or if yeah, you're yeah. fucking... Or if a breakdown comes on and you're two-stepping on stage, like, the band will let you fucking get up on stage and be a part of that. You know, yeah, and it's just it's just ties. It is family. I, I like it. I, I love that uh, that Noah hates speaking on mic unless he's singing. So I get right. to get up there and ham it up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was yeah. looking through. I was going through the videos <laughs> from our our uh, ham and egg shows, and I found the one where it was. Uh, fuck, I'm forgetting your name. Your former coworker. God damn it! I just hung out with her on election Victoria? day. Not Victoria's friend. America. Not America. God damn it. Curly hair. Oh, Deanna? Deanna. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Deanna. You'll never listen to this. Anyway. <laughs> um, but it was her birthday. So I was like, hey, it's her birthday. So we got the whole, we all sang happy birthday. It was, that was a fun, fun moment. Yeah. Uh, so I was going back through our videos and I saw that one. I was like, fuck, I miss playing shows. That's sick. Mm. That's funny, yeah. Man. But, but, going, uh, but going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, the whole, like, listening to that music during that, during that era. Do you guys, did you guys ever remember, like, when I remember, probably experienced, like, growing up during that time, like, meeting people that had the similar interests in bands, and you guys, like, kind of, like... Totally. Were like, cool, this guy's cool because he's into this band. If I saw you somebody know? at school who was wearing a band shirt that I liked, I would be like, holy shit. I would get, like, yeah. like oh. Right. Like, some guy just randomly complimented my, my Marilyn Manson t-shirt. Yeah. Earlier cross, today. Early, yeah, across, across the, the street. street. He's like, cool, cool shirt, man. And I was like, what? Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I have a very fond memory with a couple, couple friends in high school where we solely... Uh, started connecting with each other through a particular band that we uh, listened to. Um, Which was? Under Oath. 
Under Oath. Okay. Under Oath uh, definitely holds a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for damn sure. Uh, See, I, one, never, I never gave them the attention that... I'm sure I've heard songs by them that I like, but I never got into them when I was younger. Yeah. They were... I feel like they were ahead of their time, honestly, mm-hmm. because they went from... From my knowledge, you know, and experience of, you know, being... Uh, fairly renowned of their history and acquainted mm. with the band. Yeah. You know, they started off with like being this Christian hard heavy metal band that was screaming and growling and shit. And they turned they they made a transition somewhere after uh one of their uh, like their original singer had left the band and uh mm-hmm. uh I forgot his name um but He's the singer of the band now. I'm gonna yeah. look him up. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I know Aaron Gillespie's in the band, and he's the drummer too. I but think he when I was, also was a yeah. part of doing vocals. But <clears throat> they're from Tampa, also. Interesting. Um, they they used to be a Christian uh, Christian metalcore band. Do you want to um, share a song with us? And I'll put it on the. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely do that. We can, we can, yeah. we can put it in post, or yeah, we can. Yeah, I would love. to. I don't know how well it's gonna pick up on the mic, but. But uh. Or Spencer, your phone, and then we can just kind of fade it out and then talk about the song. Yeah, we can do that too. Yeah. Uh, we can just put it right here. You know? I mean, I, also we can pause and then play the song, and then I'll I can put it in post. You know what? Fuck it, just play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just play, play it. it. This is too much work already. <laughs> just play your song, and then just fade it out, and then we can just talk about the song. That yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I was gonna say I think that's what because when I was younger I didn't understand that like when I would see like Christian rock band I'd be like oh they're just gonna sing like gospel, they're gonna sing right. fucking yeah, uh, our God yeah. is an awesome God. Uh, it and was, I didn't understand. It wasn't until I got into As I Lay Dying that I was like, "Oh, this shit actually is good." Like it's right, <laughs> yeah, As I Lay Dying, man. I grew up. I grew up uh, listening to their album "Frail Words Collapse" in mm-hmm. high school. But and uh, Ocean Between Us was my jam from them. But that album's also good. That fucking album yeah. is amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, with Under Oath, um, you know, I connected with uh, with two of my you know really really good friends in high school. You know, we used to hang, hang out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, it, it's a beautiful thing to be able to just like solely connect with someone just because of the fact that you have an appreciation of. <laughs> Sorry, I, just I was so like the only part of my personality that was at all like uh, involved when I was in high school was just music. So I was super into metal. Yeah, like like Swedish death metal, thrash metal, mega that kind of shit. And mega death. Yeah. Love mega death. <laughs> but the only guy who I would like regularly talk to about metal was like the Cannibal Corpse, like quiet yeah kid who like they're just like super goth and quiet like if they took a poll as to like who was most likely to shoot up the school it would have been that kid and that was like the only kid i could talk to about <laughs> the only fucking kid metal bands and he's like the almost innocent person you yeah. know like he just fucking hates the world as much as we do because the world is just so corrupt <laughs> yeah i mean but I, i'd be trying to talk about like in flames and at the gates and he'd be like uh, yeah, this Cannibal Corpse song, he sings about putting a baby in a microwave and then fucking it. <laughs> I don't know if that's an actual song or not. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. But that band is brutal. That band is brutal. Yeah. Anyway, um, do we want to hear the song? Yeah, okay. So this song that I'm going to put out, uh, the album came out in 2004, okay? And it really had a pretty solid impact on, you know, me understanding what just like emo core was or like mm. the approach that it was taking. Um, but I'm going to put on their single... Um, which is called Reinventing Your Exit, and it's a super famous song. I'm sure, pretty sure 
if if anyone I like that who's name, into the reinventing your exit. That's a that's a cool song name. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a really good song, and uh, I'm not gonna talk anymore. We're gonna put it on. Yeah, right we'll put now it on for a little and, bit, we'll and, and then we'll, we'll talk about it yeah. after.
Nice. All right. Now, is that two singers? Yeah. So, okay. uh, so the band has two singers. Um, the one front man, his name is uh, Spencer Chamberlain, and he uh, came. His debut was on this album. Uh, the he was a screamo guy. The other singer who was actually singing was his name is Aaron Gillespie, and he's mm. the drummer of the band. So he's singing and playing drums at the same time. That's wild. I don't know how guys do that. Yeah, uh, guys who do that, in my opinion, are pretty fucking talented. There, yeah. ha- there has to be a certain level of precision and concentration to that when it comes to multitasking. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, even like, at I its finest. It, totally, I can because I can do it on the guitar because like you're kind of the vocals kind of go along with the rhythm of the what you're strumming. I can't even really do yeah. it on bass because a lot of times <laughs> what I'm doing on bass is like not really following. It's following more the drums than it is the, the cadence of the song. Right. Um, so I can't even really do it on bass, but I just, you know, it's, it's impressive, especially. And I think, like, if you're, like, banging and crashing on shit, like, you'd think your voice would, like, jump. Like, when somebody, like, hits right. you when you're talking. You right. Know? right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. That's it's depressing. It's super but impressive. That was a good song. Like the, I hadn't heard that song before. Yeah, this, this is actually a really good fucking album. But, yeah, that was their single, and uh, that single kicked ass. And I... Definitely want to give credit to bands prior to me listening to Under Oath because they helped pave the way for me to be able to uh, open up the world of exploring uh, bands and and that level of genre that was unannounced at the time. It mm-hmm. was super underground, and right. you know it was only through word of mouth where you would you know find bands or if you would go to local shows. You know, um, so it was through you know. A couple bands, you know, for me to be able to find Under Oath, and then Under Oath also helped me get acquainted with a lot of friends that I've, sure. I've befriended that listened to the band, and you know, allowed me to go to shows with them and yeah. open this whole another entire world of local bands and music that you know also was very influential at the time. Yeah, and it was funny to watch bands like that. Um, I, don't, I don't know how popular or unpopular they were back then but you know I remember being into like brand new we all love brand oh, new brand new brand new's oh, amazing yeah. Noah that's like probably one of his bigger influences for his songwriting um, but I remember being like I heard that song The Quiet Things That No One Ever Knows and I was like this is the best shit I've ever heard and then I went on Google in like 2003 and tried to find brand new and I couldn't find it because it'd just be like brand new car like that's <laughs> yeah, like I yeah, couldn't yeah. find the band I was like fuck but but now they're huge. They played like well, no, they're not huge anymore. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit canceled, but um, but uh, yeah, you have no trouble finding them. A lot there. of controversy though with that yeah. band. <clears throat> but um, yeah, uh, you were talking about the quiet things that no one knows, mm. and that song was off of the record Deja Vu. Uh, Deja, uh, Deja Intendu. Deja yeah. Sorry, not Deja Vu. <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't actually also, know what that means. <clears throat> probably look that up. Deja yeah. Intendu. Deja Intendu. No idea. Um, Sick album cover. That astronaut. Yeah, the astronaut. One of the best. It's a super popular record of theirs. But yeah. uh, that uh, their one single, uh, Sick Transit Gloria. Yes. Uh, yeah, I remember fucking waking up in high school at like six in the morning and turning on MTV, and you know their music videos would be on in the morning, and that music video would be on a lot, and that was one of the music videos that actually. Uh, you know, got me to want to listen to the band a lot more because of the music video. Just mm. the music video and their their level of artistry, along with the song, just I don't know. It just touched me in a way where it was just like, damn, I need to listen to this band a little bit more and find out what they are, who yeah. they are, where they come from, and 
more of their music. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, lyrically incredible. One of the probably the <clears throat> emo bands of that caliber, like top tier songwriting. Oh yeah, they're definitely top in in the top five of like you know emo bands where you know they they had this this uh, level of like angst and and uh, where like they stand they stood out a little bit more. They stood out a little bit more than. You know, uh, bands that were at the time like Hawthorne Heights, mm-hmm. you know, which is also a band that uh, Noah's uh, a mm-hmm. fan of too. Yeah. But they they became a little bit more popularized because I think uh, their their level of, of artistry and their approach to their music because they they also were a little bit more simplistic. You know, their music wasn't super technical. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you could easily get into it, right. and that was also something that I really appreciated uh, of them. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, uh, I don't know a ton about it. One of the main, I feel like for me, uh-huh. that with, with uh, well, with me, I, I didn't really, uh, I, I was telling Jamie earlier, I, I, didn't, I didn't really get into this emo core scene because, uh, you know, I was a little older. I feel like I was already out that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. You were done with your angsty phase. I, yeah, I was, I was out that. <laughs> you, you hadn't started your current angsty yeah, phase. Yeah, I, I was out that page, out that chapter long after I had already left high school. But the, uh, I feel like a lot of these bands, that one of the main things that I look for that stands out for me is the vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And screaming and stuff. And um, yeah, one of the bands that stand out for me when I was growing up was uh, Deftones. And I've always kind of that for me, yeah. that was my uh, man. Deftones. That was my uh, like. That was like up there, like vocal, like okay, what I'm like comparing those vocalists to Chino Moreno's vocals. You mm-hmm. know, like how hard can you hit your voice to sound like that? You know, how like yeah, how raspy, yeah. how loud, how like. Crunchy. I, I really like his. He had a he had some sense of ominism to 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 his like vocal delivery. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't he wasn't super aggressive with it. He he had like this like solidarity with like his vocal delivery mm-hmm. that really stood out like in that in their music, um, and it really showed in in uh, the album White Pony. Yeah, which is one of my uh, one of my favorite records that, that they've ever put out. Um, but yeah, they're fucking amazing. Yeah, I don't I don't know them. They're kind of a musical blind spot. I got into uh, that album so long Astoria. That's them, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, one of the songs was on like NHL two thousand four. Yeah, <laughs> like okay, this is great. Most of my musical interests in like skate games and sport games. Yeah, it was just NHL. Fucking it was also whatever. that was also something too that was super influential at the time because like. That was also a time where, like, you know, we were playing video games, and video games were, was, was uh, you know, um, like a really, really good outlet to find music, too. Yeah. You know, it just depended on the game that, that, that you, you played. And Oh, yeah, I mean, it's like a meme now, like how influential, like, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack yeah, was. Yeah, that, yeah. 99 Red Balloons Rules. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> Goldfinger? I love Goldfinger. Yes, I forgot about that band. Dude, Noah sent us a video from that, uh, you know that YouTube channel, Hey 5-6? They post, like, hardcore bands. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I follow Hey 5-6. Yeah. Hey 5-6, if you ever listen to this, Shouts man, out. We, uh, we, we, we know about you, dude. Yeah, please post about the Manic Mile. But anyway, <laughs> uh... <laughs> But no, he Noah sent it, uh, and it was he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna post some ska." And he posted a video from like 2002 of Catch 22. Um, oh yeah, which phew, love those guys. Um, Catch 22, dude. 
they're Jersey guys too. They're, yeah, yeah. I, uh, this one album, I forgot what it was called. Keys Be Nights, Alone in the yeah, Crowd. Yep, yep. So that's no, the interesting Keys thing. Nights. I'm going to do Nights. some ska history right now because Keys Be Nights was written um, when Thomas Kalnaki was the singer of the band. Mm-hmm. He wrote that album, you know, didn't get, didn't get along with the band, then quit and started Streetlight Manifesto. And he actually yeah, ended up Street remaking Manifesto, right. Streetlight Manifesto did an entire remake of uh, Keysby Nights because you know he's like on record as saying he hated how it turned out with Catherine too. Still sounds sick, but dude, I think I think it was a really good album from start to finish. I I feel like that was an album I for, completely forgot because when when I was exploring ska music too, and I got into Catch Twenty Two. This mm-hmm. was also when I was like delivering food at the time, and I was just bumping music in my car, you know. Uh, Keys Be Nice was an album that I would just play from start to finish, 100%. and it was good. It was just it was just really nice to listen to, and it was easy. Um, I thought it was great, so I didn't probably really like the perennial Sky album like of all time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I got into it listening to the Streetlight version <laughs> first, um, so now it's it's kind of tough for me to go back and listen to the Catch Twenty Two one. It feels kind of rough, and I'm just used to like Thomas's vocals. Um, how we didn't catch in uh, Streetlight, but yeah, I fucking love Streetlight. That was like just walking to high school every morning, just bumping somewhere in the between, fucking <laughs> everything. Yeah, dude. I have a Scott tattoo. I'm a massive nerd. But uh, anyway, there's a there's a lot of really good Scott bands though. There are, that dude. Don't really have Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yep. Fucking, uh, I'm gonna blank on all of them now. No, yeah, I mean the Voodoo Glow Skulls. Yep. Um, <clears throat> who else, dude? Save Ferris. I'm just gonna. Come on, yeah. They really fell off after that album, but that album is yeah. so good. Holy shit! And heard... the chick in that band is extremely hot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I played trumpet growing up, and uh, I actually got laid because of that song. So anyway, sorry. I can I can definitely bring that trumpet back if we want to get into some of the ska. I'm fucking down. Tones, you know. I don't know if I'm good enough at bass to play ska bass, but I'll try. It's a po- <laughs> it's a possibility. You can always incorporate it. Yeah. Dude, you guys remember? Ran- oh, I mean, Rancid and, Rancid was and the transplants, yeah. you know? Less than Jake. Less than Jake. Jake. Oh, That's yeah, what I was trying to think of. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I saw them, Authority Zero, and uh, I think it was Streetlight, all at one show back when the uh, House of Blues in Hollywood was still open. Oh, it's been bulldozed into a parking lot or something. I've never, I never got the chance to. I never got the chance. I miss that venue so much because it was one of the only venues in LA that would just regularly have like ska, hardcore, punk shows. Now it's gone. Probably a parking lot. You you got a little taste of that. That was like me high school days. Yeah, well, that was when I I would like drive back. Like if the stars aligned and there was a show on a Saturday that I could go to, I would drive from fucking Twenty Nine Palms and just go by myself to shows, or I'd like take one of my buddies from my platoon with me. Ask, ask. But yeah, so we would go to the House of Blues, watch Ska. Is, there, is the House of Blues in Anaheim still there? I think that one's still there. Okay. At like the Grove of Anaheim or whatever. Um, I went to that one too one time. Just, oh, fuck, I'm gonna forget. Yeah, I think I, I saw the Maxis and Less Than Jake there. Oh, and Real Big Fish. How can we forget Real Big Fish? Yeah, Real Jesus Big Christ. Fish. Yeah. Um, I saw the Walkman there. The last time and the only time I went to the House of Blues in Anaheim, I saw the Walkman and hmm. They were the main band, they were the, the headlining, and then that band, there was this band that ended up being really big, um, that opened up for them, and I can't remember the name now, but mm. they sing that song, uh, 
Oh, Cold War kids. Yeah, Cold yeah. War kids. There you go. Oh my god, yeah, Cold War they kids. Up and, and this is before they even got Oh super my god. Big. Robbers was a good album. Fuck, man. I forgot about those guys. I used to listen to them all the time. Is it uh, <clears throat> Robbers and Cowards? Mm. That's a really good album. And Loyalty's a Loyalty. But that was later later in the year. Yeah. Um, uh, well, later in the decade, the early 2000s. But, yeah. man, they're, they're a really good band. Um, they still do music, I think. I think so. I think I saw they were playing, I don't know, before everything shut down, but... Fucking yeah. COVID, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's restricting us from going to fucking play, uh, play shows. Well, it's not COVID, shows. it's the government that's doing it. Yeah, I'm the conspiracy guy on the podcast, <laughs> if that wasn't clear by now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's okay, because I'm right. Uh, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> but no, we'll, we'll be fine by next year. It'll be. Oh, yeah. 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 So Juan, uh, yes. what was like? What was your when you when you when you got into into rock and and alternative rock? What was what was the band that stood out to you the most that really really uh, paved the way for you to to want to explore more? Uh, it, it was it was definitely Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Was, yeah. Before that, um, I didn't even like didn't even get into any rock music. I think the anything closest to I was listening to like Bone Thugs and Harmony before oh my god nice. see that's another thing too like if you were if you were listening to like alternative rock or like like hardcore music or like anything like that in that era you also yeah. listen to hip hop here yeah, and there for sure. like mm-hmm. rap artists yeah and, and, and before that like well Marilyn Manson was my first concert in 1998 I was 14 years old and before that I remember who being, took you <laughs> <laughs> it was these, it was these really t- there was these two sisters, these two really two goth chicks that I met. In high nice, yeah. hell yeah, I dude. Nine, go, I, I they just, have big I, titties. I, Sorry, I, probably not. <laughs> they were like really skinny. They were really skinny, really pale. Oh, all right, go uh, ahead. They were really hot goth chicks, and I remember going into this was me my first year in high school, freshman year, and uh, and and I had just transitioned into like listening to a lot of rock music, but Marilyn Manson was like the one that stood out because. That year, uh, we had just gotten cable. Yeah, and holy shit. During that time, I don't know if you guys remember, but um, there was this channel called The Box where they showed music videos 24 7. And you were able to um, request a music video if you just mm. grab your phone because your you're your cable company was like connected through your phone. Like a landline yeah, phone. Yeah, like a landline. For all our Gen Z listeners. Yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you would call this number. Talk and about you throwback. Like, hey, I want to request this Marilyn Manson video. Which at the time was uh, their album was Mechanical Animals Dope Show. Yeah, the Dope Show. And um, I, I was just really into them. And at that time, my neighbor she uh, she uh, she's uh, she was paralyzed from one arm. She had a boating accident or a ski ski oh, accident. And so I would help her do chores around her house. I would do her lawn. I would do like help her do things. And you know, I was just always there, just helping. And and and, and she had cable before us. So I was like, wow. Oh, and I would, I, you know, I would help her like vacuum her, you know, her living room and just help her dust around. And she's, she, she asked, she's like, do you want to, do you want to order a video? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. So I ordered, <laughs> you know, the dope shirt by Marilyn Manson, and and she knew that I was really into that. And um, I had mentioned that my friends that I met these two goth chicks that they were going to go see the show. So yeah. um, one day I helped her do like I helped her clean like her whole house.
house or whatever, and she ended up buying me a ticket to the, to the show. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and that was that was my first rock rock concert ever. That's and awesome. Nice. And where was that at? This was at the Arrowhead Pond. Damn, Anaheim. the old Arrowhead Pond, no and longer there. We, we got we got nosebleed tickets, and I, I still remember this to this day. Something took over me. And I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't contain it. I let loose. I remember taking my shirt off and just being mm-hmm. that fucking crazy drunk. I was I wasn't yeah. drunk, you know, I was 14 years old, but <laughs> I was that 14 year old drunk guy that took his shirt off, swinging it around because Marilyn Manson was in front of my eyes, fucking performing <laughs> yes. the fucking beautiful people and you know all his hits and shit. And and uh, I will never forget that. I will never mm. forget that. Night. And that that, that uh, definitely opened doors to for me uh, for all these other bands to come. And, mm. The rest was history, you know. I knew that I, I wanted to, you know, be involved in music. I wanted to be in a band, and and uh, yeah. So Marilyn Manson paved the way for sure. That was one. Sick. Man. And, and, and Hole opened up for Marilyn Manson during that time in 1998. This is when Damn. Hole, uh, the original members were all there. Yeah. You know, all were there. And she was drunk as fuck, as co- of course. Yep. And she was falling off the PA. She jumped on this giant speaker and tried to jump back on stage and she fucking fell and knocked over her mic. And She's like not even singing the song no, anymore. She, yeah. And there's like feedback going on, like on the fucking. Nobody mind. gives a shit. Nobody, you just hear, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, the crowd is going and you just hear her like. Uh, I remember seeing one of the security guards come and try to help her and you can hear her up from the, like, the side of the mic. Leave me alone. I got it. Got it. <laughs> she gets up. Grabs her own mic, puts it back on, and she just kept singing. But uh, Monster Magnet opened up for a hole, and then Hole opened up for Marilyn Manson. It was great. It nice. Was great. I remember seeing after the show, we um, walking back to the parking lot. We I remember seeing uh, a tour bus driving, and I see a bunch of people running towards the tour bus, and so we start running, of course, to see who it was. And when we try to catch up to it, I remember seeing this older lady mm. holding a baby. Out the window, one well, out the window, but she, you know, the window was open. You could clearly see her. She was like holding a baby. And as the bus drove away, you, uh, we saw Courtney Love smoking a cigarette out the window, holding a baby. No, no, no this was no. Courtney <laughs> Love was just smoking oh, a cigarette at, at, the, at the end of the bus. But this <laughs> older lady was like, I think it was like a nanny or whatever, holding this baby. And I later came to realize that that was Francis Bean, fucking Kurt oh, Cobain's yeah. uh, daughter. Who now is super hot. Yeah. yeah. That would have rocked, though, if she was just death boxing this tour bus, holding a baby with a cigarette. That's your cigarette on her. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quit your crying. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that that was, that was, uh, that's. That's cool. That's my story from 1998 as a 14-year-old. 1998. Yeah. God. Yeah. And yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my cherished story that I. Yeah, well, I was in the first grade, so. Uh, <laughs> Good to know. Uh, should I do my first show? Um, yeah, what was your first show? So I saw this jam band. I love jam bands, too. We could do a whole dive on fish if we want to. Um, but I saw this jam band called Lotus that my buddy, dear friend, Andrew, who you met, yeah. who lived uh, maybe a block from me growing up. So he got me into all this jam band shit. Just total stoner, fucking Grateful Dead, Fish, you know, Humphreys McGee, shit like that. Um, so uh, when we were 17, I did not go to any shows during high school except for this one. Because mm-hmm. my parents just were like, nah, oh, what? You want to? No, no. Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. It's like, okay, thanks. But um, finally, 
after years. They were like, oh, you're going with his older brother. His older brother drove us in his VW van. And so I was like, okay, I'm allowed to go. So we go to the Roxy. Great place for a first show. That fucking yeah, venue's Roxy. legendary. And just get insanely baked in the VW bus before we go in. But we went way too early. So we were like early for the opening band. Wait, you went to the show at a VW van? Yes. How stoner. It's the most stoner shit. I mean, it's the most stoner. <laughs> like, you've met this guy. Like, he's yeah, the most yeah, stoner he's dude. Fucking, he's on a fucking farm right now. Yeah, he's Like, awesome. doing ayahuasca. We love you, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew's the best. But, um, so we go, and yeah, we're just way too early. But, uh, but the show was amazing. And... It was one of those things where I, I learned a valuable lesson. I think everybody has to learn this about showing up early to shows and that you should not do it. Right. You have to be as late as possible. <laughs> um, so, but Lotus was amazing. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, there, nothing really happened. I just got stoned and then went home. What's a jam band? Jam bands are uh, kind of psychedelic rock and roll bands that just have like 19 minute songs. Like they're just jam. They're just basically like lots of improvisation. Like okay, yeah. Lots of improvisation. Like you'll hear, especially Fish is very guilty of this, <laughs> where the song on the album will be like six, seven minutes, and they'll play it live, and it'll be literally thirty minutes, and then they'll go, they'll flow into another song, and that'll be another thirty minutes, and then they'll flow back into, like Fish. The other, I think it was last year. My boss went. Love my boss, but he went. Uh, Fish did. They called it, I think it was the Baker's Dozen, and they did 13 straight nights at Madison Square Garden. And there are fucking stoner, like, dads that go to all 13 nights at Madison Square Garden and I guess just do tons of acid. I don't know what you do, but I guess every set's different. And I mean, they're the kind of, and this is the other cool thing about jam bands, is that every time you see, there's no guarantee that the song is going to be the same each time you see it live. So, like, there's a huge, like, when What CD, rest in peace, What CD, um, best music tour site doesn't exist anymore. It died if you got raided by the FBI a few years ago. But um, one of the biggest, most traffic torrents on that site would be like soundboard recordings from every Fish show. Mm-hmm. And it would be like eight gigs of music from every all these shows and people would just be downloading it. And like, I was never that into it. I like the albums. Yeah. I like the six, seven minute songs. That's tight <laughs> for me. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, Jam bands are tight. I, I, I do still like them. I like the old stuff. Lotus, Hammerstrike, great great uh um that was more of a rock and roll kind of psychedelic album um than than the fish stuff which is kind of more psychedelic and storytelling and mm-hmm. um but yeah i actually went with my boss to see fish a few years ago with one of our affiliates and that was cool yeah yeah that was where the first you, where'd you guys go see them staple center oh wow yeah they played staple that's awesome i think they did that whole weekend i mean it's it sounds cool i mean you probably like at the Arrowhead, Arrowhead Pond, you're probably like, ah, oh, I'm like, like the band is the size of a postage stamp. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. see them. Yeah. Uh, but so that, that's kind of like, eh, whatever. But, you know, we, we were adults, so we kind of finagled our way down into like little better areas and we'd get yelled at and we'd walk back up and then right. go somewhere else. Yeah. And, yeah. But, no, that was cool. Um, yeah, those are, those are the best, those are the best shows when you sneak in you to the front. I did that, I did that. I did that in 2016. My friend took me to go see Smashing Pumpkins and Marilyn Manson at mm. the Irvine Arena. I don't know. It's some outdoor place now. But 
we he got nosebleed tickets and I got we got really drunk so of course nice. I had all this like liquor courage and I was like no you know what we're gonna go see Smash Pumpkins fucking front row so yeah. we snuck our way all the way slowly but surely all the way down to different section by section until we ended up in the handicap section nice and that's great taking spots away from crippled people <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody there but I remember like it, it I just kind of like swung myself under like the bar, like the rail that was there. Oh yeah. And there was this girl that was watching all my moves, and so she 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 followed me, and she sat right next to me. And I looked oh over hell yeah! Her. And when I looked over her and I looked back to my other side, there was a security guard with his flashlight, like coming towards us. And I remember saying, I looked over her and I just go, "You're my girlfriend. You're lost your friend because she has your car keys, and we're looking for her." That's right. And I was like, "Follow my Damn. name." And so as soon as as soon as the security guard came up to us, I was like, I was like, I was like, excuse me, can you please help help my friend look for his, her sister? She um, she lost her and she has her car keys and we have an emergency. We gotta go. And so the security guard totally bought it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll just talk to the other security guard and just um that you're okay. And Sick. I was like, cool, cool. So I'm like walking down towards the pit section and the security guard like flashes with his flashlight and he's like, where are you going? Where are you going? And I was like, oh, your buddy up there. And I point up there. And the other security guard that I just told the story flashes them, like, giving, giving him the signal. Like, it's all good. Nice. He's like, he's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, just go ahead. And so we just kind of fucking lost ourselves into the pit. And this is when, um, uh, this is when, uh, Smashing Pumpkins are playing Silverfuck from their, uh, mm. uh, I think it's, a uh, Siamese tribute. Oh, no, no, no. It's, uh, fuck, I forgot what album that was. But, uh, yeah, I remember we just got there and we just kind of like high five each other and I was like, cool, she did her own thing, I did my own thing and that was it. Hell yeah. And it snuck in, so yeah, we we're front row. I got video of that too, so. That's sick. Sneaking into the front row of fucking Sneaking shows. in rocks. I'm yeah. always too big of a pussy to do it. We but. had to climb the like, side of like hills and trees and we were like literally like <laughs> fucking like these like CIA agents fucking in the mm-hmm. darkness of oh bushes and we just kind of look over and see the coast is clear and just jump over these rails just walk over just yeah. kind of mesh in with the crowd that's a secret mesh in with the crowd guys so yeah, act like crowd. you're supposed to be there yes act yeah. like you're supposed to be there that's yeah. right that applies to everything, really. Just yeah. demand, just demand that you have to be there. Yeah, absolutely, demand that you're there, <laughs> or just pretend that you're uh, that you're handicapped and you belong in the handicapped section. Right. <laughs> Acts like you would be. Oh even the God. suggestion that you don't belong there would be like bewildering to you. Like, what do you even what? Right. Of course, I'm supposed to be here. Of course, right. I, of course. Yeah, I'm dare you question my um, disabilities? <laughs> Shit. I have bad vision. That's my disability. Yeah, there you go. So I belong in the ADA section. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear that well. I need to get closer. Right. Yeah, <laughs> closer to the monitor. <laughs> blast the rest of my eardrums away. That's how. That's how my hearing got impaired because I I fucking just found myself standing right in front of fucking speakers and shit yeah. at hardcore shows and and amps and stuff. You know, so just being close to all the sound. Right. And yeah, I mean, was it you that was telling me? Oh, no, I think I heard a story somewhere. Maybe it was on a podcast. But this dude, like, did acid. He did acid a lot. And he, like, did acid at a show and just stood by the big-ass speaker for, like, eight hours. And just felt it vibrate? Felt the vibration? Oh, no, that was me. That was me. That was my story. I, I, was yeah, it? Yeah. But no, I thought it was, Because like, the person who did it was, like, it fucked their ears all up. And then they were, like, never the same after that acid. That trip. is me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I do have a similar story. I went to, uh, we went to a rave. That was my first time going to a rave. This is back early 2000s where like raves were like people still wore those like Junko, Jinko jeans. Oh, the little oh, rings yeah, the on them and shit. Yeah. 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 Like big ass bell bottom fucking. Wide ass bell bottoms, yeah. dude. 
Um, and so we went to this rave, and I remember we did, um, I did some shrooms in acid, and I remember getting there, and I just walked towards the big giant speaker, and I remember feeling the bass of the speaker, like, pushing, just, like, pushing my, like, my skin and my hair and my clothes were just like, <laughs> yeah, they were just, like, just like, pulsating. Yeah, I was pulsating, and I, I don't remember how long I stood there, but it was that and you were some, never the same. That is some <laughs> shit. That is some shit when you're and I still, on. And I still don't wear earplugs at concerts. I don't either. Why, why would you? At this point. I don't know. I, I, I look around and I, I see people like wearing earplugs and I'm like, no, you gotta get your raw, dude. Raw, yeah. sound, yeah. come into your ears. You know? I hate practicing with earplugs in too. Yeah, I can never hear. You can't, so. you can't hear yeah. like yeah. You know, the band entirely. You know? But this is a whole thing about like uh, white people like to be in the front of the... Uh, uh, like in front of the stage, like that's true. Because they want to, they want to feel the wave sounds first before it gets to the back of the building or the back of the venue. Yeah. And I was like, oh, a lot of the times, those like, people are on Molly. Yeah. Yes. And, and they like piss their pants or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which was also, I have a story like that, but this is this wasn't at you know a, a hardcore show or anything like that. You know, I uh, had some friends that were into EDM too at the time. <laughs> You know, that was also a fucking uh, genre that was exploding with many artists from, like, different parts of the globe, you know, internationally, too. Uh, remember, but, yeah. Remember, remember Jungle? Oh, yeah, Jungle. Oh, Jungle rules. I saw. I fucking listened to those. I saw them in Desert Day. They tripping my tits off on acid. Dude. Yeah. My goodness. But, yeah, just going, uh, just going to a nightclub, you know, just to go dance, uh, you know, on the weekends with, with some of the homies and, and a lot of friends, you know, that we go out with. And uh, we had one of our one friends that was just a plug for practically almost mainly just like, you know, drugs that, you know, made you feel good, you know, pills and stuff. But yeah, um, finding myself popping some MDMA, some Molly and just fucking standing in front of the fucking speakers and shit while everyone dances and shit. And I'm just fucking rubbing the the. The, the, mesh. the silk, the mesh yeah. Yeah. on the fucking amp. It's gonna be a little dry hump. I'm just like, yeah, it's just yeah. like pulsating on my palm yeah. and stuff. And, and it just, yeah, when you're on that, it just feels yeah. so good. It does feel good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's great until the next day when you want right. to kill yourself. But or, or a few hours <laughs> later when you're just fucking chewing your fucking gums off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's or true. the inside of your cheek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, I don't really have a cool story about that, but, you know, that's a story when, you know, I was on drugs standing in front of a fucking amp uh, and just getting blasted in the face with, with vibrations yeah. and sound. I have a cool drug story. Uh, um, it was Coachella 2007 uh, or nine. Okay. And it's a junior in high school. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that reminder. You're welcome. Thanks for that age reminder. Yep. Um, yeah, I think, so, I think and, I needed and, that. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, we all did some ecstasy, and um, I ended up passing out. I ended up having like I don't know. I call it like I call it like ecstasy coma or whatever. But I passed out on the ground. It's weird that you passed out because usually you're like full energy. Yeah, like, I, don't, I, I, mean, I don't know why. Maybe I was just tired. Maybe I was just kind of like like tired from being under the sun all day. Yeah, maybe probably, or something. Yeah. But yeah. I, I passed out on the grass. I remember being on the main stage. It was, it was still sun, sunlight. And I remember passing out. And when I woke up, it was already dark. And I wake up, and it was like the main stage. And I remember waking up because it was a sound. It was how loud this band was. And it was like vibrating the ground that I woke up. And I, I get up, 
and I, I remember seeing like 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 the, the like the shadows or like the like the like the silhouettes of people like around me, like people created like this little donut circle around me. Holy shit! <laughs> and I was like, I was a little scared because I don't know where I was at, and I just I I remember like noticing my friend because he had big curly afro hair, and I was like, oh, that's them, they're all right. That's them, yeah. So I remember waking up and I was like, oh my god, and like, and I go up to them and they're like, oh shit, you woke up, holy shit, dude, and I was like. <laughs> They just left you for dead. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, who, who are we listening to? Like, this fucking band, like, so loud that they fucking woke me up. And I was trying to focus, and I was looking at the main stage, and I just remember seeing, like, this lady with this red, like, sequence, like, dress. She looked so beautiful, and she, and she and her guitar was, like, red, too, like, just, like, ruby red. And I remember asking my friend, and I was like, dude, who's this band that we're listening to? They're so loud. I'm like, dude, this is my bloody Valentine. Oh, my they God. They fucking were so loud. The loudest band that I ever heard ever in my life in an outdoor fucking mu- music festival. Yeah. And I remember I just I just stood there for the rest of the fucking set and my jaw just opened because I was like, this band is literally fucking like baking my fucking brain right now. And it, and it was just it was amazing. Like, yeah. The fact that this band was so loud that yeah. it woke me up from this fucking like ecstasy and coma. Yeah. 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 Fucking it just smacked you across the face. It, it literally did. <laughs> smack, yeah. Like, and I fucking woke back up and I'm like, whoa. My bloody Valentine right there in front of my face. I'm just like amazing. Fucking yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah, I think they're known like as like the loudest band yeah. that plays live. I heard they pass out uh, um, earplugs. Earplugs. Yeah. Like, at the, at Are the you shitting? Yeah, I did they not pass even, out earplugs. Yeah. Not even know that about yeah. them. When did when did they first start as a band? Early you know, '90s, right? Early '90s. <sighs> when did Loveless come 90s, out? Like '92. Like the first or like All earlier. Stuff, I want to say maybe late, late, late '80s, early '90s. But uh, yeah, they. they their new album isn't on Spotify, which makes me sad. But they have a new album. Well, it came out in like 2016 or something. But oh, okay. Uh, I think it was self-titled. My bloody. is that that purple one? The purple one is probably. I think all their albums are purple, but uh, <laughs> Loveless. Okay, this is the famous one, Loveless. They came oh, out yeah. in '91. Right. Yeah. Um, Still smacks. Oh, absolutely. Their first one came out in 1988. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Literally, the, the newer year. one is not on. I think it came out in 2014 or something. Literally, the year you were born. Yeah. A, a year before. Before. Yeah. Wow. 90, I was 92. Shit. Yeah. I remember also Coachella story. We uh, 2007. Uh, I was there when Rage Against the Machine performed. Jesus. In the front row. We waited there for hours, and uh, and uh, I think it was Willie Nelson that played that year too, and we. Willie Nelson and some other bands I, I forget but uh, right before Rage Against the Machine was about to go on there was these construction crew that go out they went out in, in front of the main in front of the rail right in front of the stage they started uh, they started uh, jackhammering these like uh, these like big giant like steel beams mm-hmm. to reinforce the rail that's main stage, and they went one by one. God damn! <laughs> and as soon as they, as heavy. soon as Rage against me, and, and I was there because I was like right against the rail. And as soon as they, as soon as Rage came on, dude, it, it, it the first fucking notes. I just remember feeling this fucking wave of fucking like body mass against my back, crushed my back, and just against this rail, like a wave of fucking like body fucking. 
like hundreds of people <laughs> hundreds of crushing into you. Crushing you. There's like a fucking tsunami of fucking waves. Jesus like, Christ. Flying. And you're just stuck up against the fucking railing. Yeah, and I just remember like still the best stuck, place to like, be. Like a fucking like a cat against a fucking like windshield. Screen door. Like yeah. <laughs> and I remember seeing fucking uh, oh, like, uh, Sakura and all that, and then just like ding 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 and it's like, Yo. and then after that, it started turning into a wave, like this whirlpool of like people. And my friend was there, and she was a little short, and I lost her. She fucking got taken swept by the wave. Of yeah, oh, she died. She died. But, yeah. And then Rest later, I, I, one of my other homies, she was a little short girl. She was at like the, the little corner part of the railing. Yeah. You know how like they have like the for the security, there's like this opening in the middle of like the stage. Yeah. And she yeah. was in that corner part. And she was waiting there for hours. She was a huge Rage Against the Machine fan. She fucking pissed her fucking pants on purpose because Hell she yeah. didn't want to fucking go to rest. She's like, I'm not gonna leave this. So she pissed her pants and she fucking peed herself there and she was still rocking out. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. She's like, she was all wet and she, but but it was a hot day, so there were there were like people fucking. Like, they played during like, the day. They played during the night, but during the day, like everybody was just drenched in water and sweat, yeah, and yeah. trying to keep us cool and shit. But she was like, "Fuck this, I'm already." That's yeah, like pissing in the ocean. She just pissed her Yeah. So I was like, fuck she it. Just I would have done the same water yeah. like yeah. in her hands and stuff, yeah. you know? She, so had a, she had a key fucking spot right there in the fucking mid center of the seat. So she's That's prime. Everything. Oh, yeah. You got to yeah. make that sacrifice. And she's a little short girl, too. So she was not going to go use the restroom. And There's no way back. she was going to come back to that spot. Bro, no hell way. yeah. That shit would have been gone. Yeah. And she would have had to wait in line yeah. for fucking the bathroom, you know? I remember they had sound problems in the first couple songs, but then they came back. And then I remember seeing like the red giant star fucking black. The black one with the red star yeah. Yeah. Sick. I have. I have actually have pictures of. of uh, I have like uh, disposable camera pictures. Nice. That, uh, oh, we gotta I, look I, at I, those. I have a. Um, I have a photo a, album. A photo album with all my tickets and wristbands and all that shit. My, I have it in my hat. My mom has it somewhere. Yeah, we gotta we gotta take a look at that. I've yeah, got that's insane. Radiohead pictures, all kinds of shit. That's it. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, those are my sick. Stories. I fucking love Rage. They're so great. Yeah. I, I would spend hours watching their Rage was actually one shows. of the bands during the early 2000s. Uh, the Battle of Los Angeles, which came out in, what, 1999? Yeah, 99. Mm-hmm. That was one of the pivotal moments of, you know, rock music. Rock, fucking, politics. Y- yeah, political mm-hmm. rock and shit. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Didn't they have, didn't they have, like, I think this was when Bush Jr. was elected president, and then they had, like, a... He was elected in 2000, so yeah. They had like a concert, right? Like in the like yeah. somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, I think Battle of Los Angeles came out after Bush got elected. Um, I think it was like 01 or 02. But didn't they have like a concert, like a show, like a like a like a protest yes. show or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was, it was either live. No, it was. Uh, I think it was in New York. I think it was at like uh, the New York Stock Exchange. Stock something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but that was actually recorded live. Like that was a yeah. The cops came. They like got arrested. Yeah, that That was real. That's what it was. Okay, so (laughs) it was like yeah. I remember that the cops came. They shut it down. It was like a like a big thing, and like a lot of people ended up showing. They also it was outside the the. I think it was outside the New York Stock. Maybe the Federal Reserve Building. Oh no, the Federal Reserve Building's in like Nebraska or something. Anyway, it was somewhere in New York City. Yeah, I remember seeing that on TV. Yeah, I think that is the Battle of Los Angeles video. Maybe it's not that one. I don't know. I could be completely full of shit, but I remember seeing a video. Where they were like outside somewhere they were not supposed to be outside. Of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like like what do they call it now? An unlawful gathering or whatever. Yeah. Now it is unlawful yeah. gathering under our Orwellian lockdown restrictions. Yeah. But um, yeah, fuck them. But that was a sick video for sure. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, it really resonated. I mean, it, it it was really sad to see how much. What was the thing they did recently with fucking Chuck D. Um, and Tom Morello, the, all the guys from Rage except for oh, Zach. Oh, it was True Sound. No, no, no. Uh, fucking something about uh, Prophets of Rage. Prophets of Rage. There Sucked it is. ass. It was so fucking dumb. Oh yeah, that was a Be Real. <laughs> Be Real's on yeah. there too from uh, Cypress Hill. It was sad to see so many cool people do something that sucked so much. It's yeah, it really. Did They're just like blowing up like Trump's head or something. It's like, dude, this but wasn't is there something? Gay. Wasn't there? There was some. There was another project right before that with uh, Tom Morello. Oh, uh, one day is a lion. Oh no, sorry, no, that was no. Zach and somebody else. It was Tom Morello and that and that the lead singer from Soundgarden who uh, IRB. Oh, Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Yeah, Chris yeah. Cornell and and the guys. Oh from yeah, Rage. Chris Cornell and yeah. the guys from Rage. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. The that bass was, that cool. was great. The, that was cool. Yeah, the yeah. bass player from Rage was on was yeah. in that band. Fucking uh, the guitar player too. Drummer too, right? Yeah. And then they got Chris Cornell. Yeah. Fuck. yeah. I think it was everybody. I think they started. Oh no, I think they started that right after Rage broke up. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. was kind of like a super group right. kind of thing. Um, Do you remember the MTV Music Awards when uh, when what was it the bass player? I was the bass player. It was Commerfield, right? Tim or Jim Tim Commerfield? I don't, I don't remember his name. But I don't he remember had, his he name. At the music the MTV uh, Video Awards, he ended up climbing one of the like props on stage. Like oh protesting. yeah, yeah. yeah that was, was the bass player. And then, and, then Kid, and then Kid Rock was like, "What like, are you doing? What are you trying to say, man?" Yeah, and that was fucking hilarious. And he, yeah, he like, yeah, something happened. Like yeah. he was like, he eventually like hurt himself or something, and he was like yeah, bleeding some, or some yeah, shit like that. Something like that. And he got I taken know. off stage because yeah. like it got pretty gnarly. Yeah. That's pretty sick. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was at the MTV movie, uh, music, music, uh, music awards, video awards. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Fucking Kid Rock, too. Like, <laughs> fucking guy over here. That guy does kind of rule. I don't like his music, but... I, I, can, I, I think he's just a standalone badass, honestly. Totally. 100%. <laughs> absolute standalone badass. I don't think there's anything really bad to say about Kid Rock, honestly, other than, like, your Kid Rock. I mean, like... You're, yeah, you're, I mean, the music is garbage, but, like, it's also, <laughs> like, I get it. I, I No, yeah. I exactly, totally get it. Exactly. And you were in Joe Dirt. I mean... True. You that that alone just signifies like the level of respect that I have. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also really tough to knock people who are insanely successful. Yeah, like he figured something out. He had to figure out, yeah. and I don't and I don't necessarily think he like it. It literally, you know, um, made him feel a certain way because like everyone didn't appreciate his music or like his band or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. The one person that fucking uh, is bitter, I feel like, I'm not. I'm not even gonna talk about the band because I don't want to like blow up anyone. Anyone. Well, what band? Is it like a local band? No, it's not a local band. I don't even. (laughs) They're in the. They're in. We talk some shit. They're in the the genre. They're in the genre already. Uh, Yeah, I'll have another beer. All right, Nickelback sucks, dude. Oh yeah, I hate those guys. I'm starting to have sympathy for Nickelback because of how I don't have any sympathy for the band because the 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 lead singer is a fucking asshole, dude. He's a oh, did you do something? He like I don't know, rape somebody. It's just it's just like his his ego. He's just like really egotistical. Just like just like the dude from uh 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 Bullet for My Valentine. What is what's his name? Fucking I like that band. Uh, not not Bullet for My Valentine. Fucking um. Uh, Pierce the Veal. There you go. Oh, Pierce the Veal fucking sucks. Yo, fuck <laughs> that dude. Like, they were never even good. They're like, like, at least, you know. I forgot his name. Fucking Andy something. 
those guys seem like they will go on social media and find like 14 year olds to fuck. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> but I digress from do. that. I mean, I'm not going to talk shit on bands, you know, because bands are, you know, people that are in the industry and, and, you know, make music, you know, they have a level of success that, you know, I don't necessarily uphold. So, you know, right, yeah. I can respect that for, for sure, but I'm not going to go ahead and say that I have respect for, for, for you or your music. Yeah. If you're a fucking asshole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, a no, certain one like, of these... no one likes to fucking, no one likes to, uh, to give money or just like praise someone that, that's so, you know, yeah, it's rough. self-centered or fucking, you know, bitter or, or, yeah. or a jerk off to, right. to anybody and it's that a tough... they work with. Nobody wants to work with fucking assholes. Bottom line. Bottom right. Line, that's it. And it's Bottom a tough tightrope. If it's a music industry or the movie industry, film industry, any industry, you're a fucking asshole. Nobody's gonna work. No one's gonna want to work with you. Dude. Yeah. Uh, even even with I the amount of talent true. that you could possibly have, you could be a fucking great guitar player, great fucking cook, fucking uh, great scientist, anything. A great artist. You could paint really well. But if you're a fucking douche and you're not polite to people mm. and have uh, uphold respect for anybody, no one's gonna give that in return. No one's gonna re- appreciate right. your music or your craft. I, I wish this were true. I have to disagree entirely. Because there's so many assholes who are insanely successful. Yeah. Like that is true. That is true. And it's and but it that's, feeds that's, back into their own assholishness because they're like, well, I'm doing it right. Like, well, right. well, here's a, well, yeah. here's the thing too, because like a lot of people appeal to that level of of, of artistry. Right. It's like kind know, of the bad boy asshole, thing, but like extrapolated bad, out to being a millionaire. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you know people play that role just for a certain level of exposure. But you know, there's also people that you know take their level of success and. You know, it goes to their head. Right. Oh yeah. There's no disputing they're bad people for right. doing that, but they're also like multimillionaires, mm-hmm. and their music sells everywhere. It does. Yeah. Bring back Marilyn Manson to this, but uh, uh, Marilyn Manson is like his his, his, his his like lineup constantly changes, and I feel because he he's 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 known to be an asshole, not only to mm-hmm. his own band members, but also to fans too. Like. Um, for example, John John Five, who's an amazing guitarist, who is now the lead guitarist for Rob Zombie. Mm. Yeah, um, he was the lead guitarist for Marilyn Manson for a while for the Mechanical Animals album. Yeah, and I remember a lot that. of videos. Do with long there. hair, right? Yeah, long blonde hair. Yeah, um, amazing, amazing guitarist. Please tell him. Um, Wait, he was in White Zombie too, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. No, no, no. Or he's, was he just he's, in White he's Zombie? He's in Rob Zombie now. No. He originally started uh, with. I'm sure he had a bunch of other bands when he started, but mm-hmm. I remember when I first started, when I, when Marilyn Manson uh, was big for me, he was the guitarist. But before then, it was another. There was he went through so many fucking guitarists. But no, anyways, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's videos of like Marilyn Manson fucking with John Five on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like fucking like you know like fucking kicking him while he's like soloing or like. Oh doing Jesus! Stupid shit. Yeah. And you know it's all fun and games and show and stuff. There was one video. Seems like it wasn't though. Yeah, no, yeah. he didn't. He he was he, had he hated it. He hated it, dude. <laughs> and there was a video where John Five grabs his guitar and he fucking just slams in the ground and he just fucking like, you know, like the music's gone, it's all out and everything. But you just see John Five grabs his guitar, throws him on a fucking stage, and he fucking holds his hands up and he's just like, Grr. and he's like, enough, I already fuck, and he just storms out stage. And you see, you can see Marilyn Manson's fucking smile on his face because he's like just a fucking <laughs> fuckhead. Like 
he fucks with them, but it's like, dude, are you fucking? I'm you signed so up for this, here, yeah. Man. Like, yeah. Give me a break, like, yeah. At least give me that moment. Give me that moment. You can fuck with me after the solo. Yeah, prank him backstage. Yeah, and then you see John Five like it, like it looks like somebody like kind of talks to him, and be like, dude, just, just fucking suck it up, go back on stage, and you see him go back on stage, grab his guitar, puts it back on. You see like his face is just kind of like. Ugh and just kind of goes on and like plays the rest of the show and then you see Marilyn Manson just kind of like waving like ah, oh, okay or whatever he just kept singing but yeah. um, it's not the first time that I've seen that yeah. you know happen you know like a lot of like you know assholes yes. singers kind of take advantage Dude. of that and be like I'm gonna fucking make fun of you on stage like if you're gonna whatever, whatever gold, stage is yeah. different whatever but like when you're on stage, dude, you're have some party. level of respect for yeah. your for dude, your art. people, like, dude. It's 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 during a solo, yeah. you know, like yeah. fuck with me when I'm not fucking doing my solo, whatever. I'm gonna go fuck, but you know, like it's like give him his moment, give him his little fucking little right, right. that little moment, and right, that's dude. It, you know, and then after that, you can fucking piss on me, fucking whip your dick out, fucking put your ass cheeks on me. I'm gonna fuck. Yeah, like, they probably do yeah, that anyway, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure the I'm sure. the absolute gold medal, top tier interband hate for each other is Oasis. Oh, Noel wow. and Liam Gallagher. Oh, no right. one, right. no one hates right. each other. Funniest more. shit ever. No that's one right. hates each other yeah. more than funniest shit ever. Each they member of the band Oasis. He called him, dude. Follow Noel Gallagher on Twitter if you don't. It's the funniest Twitter <laughs> account ever. He called when uh, Noel, uh, what's the other guy? Liam. When Liam started uh, the High Flying Birds, he just tweeted out High Flying Turds. <laughs> funniest shit ever. Yeah. A couple of years ago, and Pitchfork. I don't like Pitchfork, but if you Google it, Pitchfork has a great compilation of all the like hate tweets. But he tweeted just a picture, like a bad picture of Liam from like an award show or something, and just in all caps the word potato. <laughs> the best. What a chode. Okay. <laughs> There's a documentary God, actually dude. About, um, about, about Oasis and how they started. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, there is. Sorry, it's, it's Liam who hates Noel. Noel does High Flying Birds. I had it backwards. Anyway, go ahead. Who's the singer? Noel? I think Who's Noel, Liam? yeah. Noel, okay. So Liam Gagger was actually was never was supposed to be the, the guitarist for Oasis. Huh. Um, Liam was working with another band and doing like more like producer kind of stuff when oh uh, with uh, when Noel wanted to get fucking Oasis up, you know. Yeah. And running and off stuff. the ground and just fucking fired up. And uh, he didn't want anything to do to do with fucking Oasis, and so his brother was like, "Well, fuck it, I'll fucking fill in for the guitarist and he." Basically got stuck doing Oasis for a while. Yeah, I, I <laughs> probably remember the fucking uh, documentary, but yeah, he uh, and then they got big and they were like, "Well, fuck it," you know. They ended up firing the first original drummer too, mm. and they were Jeez. they were they were in like they were sugarcoating that. They were yeah. like, "Dude, uh, you fucking suck." Yeah, you're out of the band. Like basically, like someone's gonna tell him. And well, yeah, and Noah was like, "Well, Liam, you tell him," and he was like, "No, well, you fucking tell him." And they would have, I don't have the stories offhand, but I know they would have wild onstage antics where they would just, like, walk off stage oh, in the yeah. middle of the show. And, and that's it. Oh, yeah. shit. Big, massive shows, and they would just fucking walk off stage because of their fucking... Because of Liam. The yeah. feud yeah. With, yeah. with each other is yeah. shit, dude. They just can't, they, they can't they can just get along, but it's just, I mean, fuck, I don't know, like, it's just, why can't you get along? You're brothers, dude. You guys are making it. You guys are on stage. You guys are on top of the world. Like, yeah. you guys had your little fucking little British... Fucking this is what I'm talking. Nineties fucking two thousand invasion. Yeah, right. Everybody's okay. making money. So yeah. everybody's all this rich. shit that we're talking about, all this shit that we're talking about, and and just to just to put a a, a pin on it real quick, mm-hmm. all this stuff that we're talking about, all this all this history of of, of the bands and, and what they went through, and 
and their experience, you know, when they first started and how they went through their years of being a band and, and playing tours and stuff is something that uh, we really want to incorporate in the podcast that I'm putting together, you know. Oh, yeah, um, give that a plug if anybody's yeah, listening yeah. in an yeah. hour 20. Yeah. Um, is it has been, does it have a name yet? We're, well, right now I'm calling it my emo core days. Okay. And that's uh, that's working a name title. that it's a working title, but yeah. it stems off of the playlist that I have on Spotify currently right now that you could actually you know listen yeah, to and stream. Um, and yeah, it's literally all music from like I said uh, the mid '90s to 2010, and all these bands that we're talking about, you know, I really uh, want to express and talk about in the show. And eventually, uh, I think the show would have potential to bring in these artists that can sit down and uh, can just freely talk and express their their life experience about being in the band, their relationship with the band members, the relationship. This is your opportunity to hash it out the relationship, band members. Yeah, the, uh, the relationship oh, with, 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 with. Yeah, uh, actually, I got some shit to say about Noah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, my point is, is, is being able to bring these stories that never uh, get to the point where they're right. brought to surface because they're never uh, they're never explored, you know. Mm. And I feel like there's a lot uh, that needs to be talked about that can 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 pave the way that can be uh, some level of influence for people that are artists that want to listen to this podcast and or just you know are in uh, some type of industry that are starting out that need or is looking for some type of inspiration or, or some type of motivation, you know. Yeah. Um, or do you feel like this? Would I think be, like this show would be like an outlet for these uh, these bands during that time to have an opportunity to kind of tell their story during that time. Yeah. Why maybe this band didn't make it? Oh, absolutely. Or perhaps they didn't get along. And yeah. Cetera, yeah. And so forth and stuff. Yeah. And these these are a, things that, that would be a great. Platform. These are all things that that I feel like were never really talked about right. or expressed or even acknowledged throughout this whole entire decade decade of us. You know, just listening to the music and then seeing new music come yeah. to fruition mm-hmm. and, and bloom, and new yeah. genres come in, come out and bloom. And nobody really stops and think about okay, these bands that are up and coming or these artists that are up and coming, they came from something. There was a there was certain right. there was a certain level of influence that drove them to, you know, push their way to figuring out the sound that they want to project mm-hmm. and what they want to do with their with their level of artistry right. mm-hmm. and. You know the bands that we listen to have t- something that they want to touch based on. You yeah, know, w- and and it stems from their experience. Yeah, and if we're going to you know start anywhere, I feel like it needs to start in that era that we're talking about, the golden yeah. era, right. the era where it was the mid nineties to the 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 two thousand ten range, and it was that fifteen year span of just an. Uh, explosion of just alternative rock music, uh, local bands, mm-hmm. uh, different genres being explored, uh, different uh, you know levels of, of musical innovation, yeah, and, and just literally just being a fucking artist and wanting to do something new entirely. Yeah, and that that period of time I think is especially profound because it kind of was at the nexus of like TV, the internet become a thing, and you there know, was all, so much happening. Yeah. Right. That's another thing that I was actually going to mention. Is Remember MySpace? MySpace was definitely right. a fucking big outlet for local bands too. Yes, you know you yes. would. Start that was how MySpace you found music, before. right? Yeah. Wasn't um, another outlet. Throw a band uh, that I think that was pretty prominent during that era, or maybe not. Maybe that was probably 
but uh, uh, Crystal Castle is one. They Love got those bands guys. through MySpace during yeah, that time. Yeah, a lot of bands did yeah. because because MySpace honestly they they created uh they created an outlet to connect you know international countries together. Mm-hmm. You know, Canada bands from Canada you know were able to fucking put their music online on the internet and people from America or people from the UK would find it, you mm-hmm. know, or bands from the UK, which was also a fucking big thing in, in that time. You know, we had a lot of bands from the UK that had a big influence in, you know, the music genres that we also listened to in that, in that, uh, in that time frame. Yeah. You know, like Mod- Ma- fucking, uh, not Modest Mouse, uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Oh yeah. Coldplay. Right. Um, That's right. Fucking uh, who else? Who else? I mean, Radiohead doing. Um, yeah, Radiohead. The way Interpol. they did uh, the in Rainbow's release was like fucking groundbreaking. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that was one of his first kind. They had a uh, name your own price uh, yeah. uh, album where you were able to download your your their album in Rainbow's and basically buy it. Or download for free, whichever you thought was, yeah. was worth it to you. You could yeah. put zero, or you could like put hundred bucks. You had the yeah. option to put zero, or you have the option to. The whole idea was to be able to donate, yeah. basically. I remember I downloaded that yeah. album, and I, 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 I downloaded for twenty dollars. I feel like at that oh, time, nice. twenty dollars was probably the medium of a price range of a CD. Of a CD, yeah. yeah. Nineteen ninety nine, fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, what, 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 depending what on the CD, band. What, that was like 14, 15 songs in the CD, no yeah. more than 18, maybe 17 songs, if any. And so I thought, okay, well, like $14, $15 was the price range. And so I was like, you know what? This is one of my favorite bands. And 20 bucks. Yeah. They deserve it. And, and touching and, and it's a beautiful album. And touching a little bit on that, too, there's, there's uh, another thing that really had an impact on music at the time. Uh, because, you know, you could either get your hands on it however you could. Or you went and bought it like you did, right. you know, at FYE or at a fucking record store. Right. But you would illegally download it or pirate it. Yes. You know, through uh, shout out the pirate Lime Bay. Wire, shout out what CD? Pirate rest Bay. in peace. But um, Amster. the Napster, 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 Napster. What's his name? Ulrich. Napster was the first first uh, search engine or not search engine uh, engine that you can illegally download. Music. It was, yeah. Well, that was like the peer-to-peer. You know, the I'm not a software architect, so I don't really know how it works. But uh, like peer-to-peer downloads, where it's like hosted on your system, and you open up your internet to let people download it from you, and then other people have right. it. Right. That became torrents, but it started with LimeWire. And it that. started yeah. exactly, exactly, and and that was also a way to you know uh, expose the music. You know. Right. Even even if even if you you couldn't get your hands on it uh, by buying a CD or a cassette tape, yeah, you know you could easily go on the internet at the time, and if you had friends, you know who was doing that at the time, you know illegally downloading or making mixtapes and shit. Dude, or I would download burning CDs and stuff on like the that, Bay and mm-hmm. burn it to a CD and sell it to kids at school for a dollar. Oh yeah, the best shit ever. I I found I figured out torrents in like probably. Maybe eighth grade, ninth grade, oh, and then that, that was a game changer. That I started to figure out torrents. Yeah, that was uh, early two thousands for me. Like a, or like just down, illegally downloading uh, albums and stuff. The like, whole discography of fucking uh, artists. Yeah, yeah, just like literally like in the next hour forty five, you get a whole discography. 
just, just on a DSL me. connection, just like, can't wait. Yeah. 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 Well, during that time, did you guys yeah, ever AOL. think about like, you know, when we, that whole download age, did you guys ever think about like the... Oh, you mean when you got to click to say you're 18 when you go to Pornhub? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, like, did you guys ever think about, like, the whole, like, monetary composition for the band's music and be like, you know what, I'm going to download fucking, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, Nirvana's discography or whatever and be like, okay, well, then, you know, are they going to make money off of this? Compared to what's going on now, we're like, you know what, we're, we're completely aware of, like... Well, now it's even yeah. worse. You know? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I it's don't... kind of like, I feel like today now, it's almost kind of like a taboo thing to download illegally music, because... I don't know, I don't know that know people do it that because much. Because we're musicians, and we know how uh, how long it takes to uh, produce music and develop music, to where it's like, okay, well, our music's out there. Um, and it's going to be just illegally downloaded as opposed to be like, well, you know, we kind of deserve a couple of pennies here for your download. Or you have this whole like mentality of like, I don't care if common music is going to get out to people as long as they hear it and they know about us. Yeah, I think it's less of a moral thing now. And it's it's more of a uh, the, the illegal downloader now is Spotify. Like they're the ones that are like. Cheating the artist right. out of yes, um, and you know I, it's 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 a tough thing because I'm well they, they are and they aren't yeah. because they also still get paid for their for the streaming they do like they but it's a very it's a very eighty but it's twenty very yeah, yeah. it's a very twenty percent of the artists earn eighty percent of the revenue that kind they of they had like this whole yeah. thing recently where it's like they were uh, boycotting uh, Spotify to uh, bring up like a cent to download or yeah, something like a cent to download I was like really a cent to download that little. I, 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 oh, how it's much, how much do they get now? That would be like five thousand percent more than they get now. Mm-hmm. They get like five thousandths of a cent. Of play. One cent to play on Spotify. That's what they wanted. It's yeah. like point zero zero five point zero 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 five cents a play now. I mean, but is that is that, is that like is that like apprehensible? Like, is that something that can? I mean, if you're getting 50 million downloads, then yeah, you're doing fine. I mean, even if you're a guy like a rapper I love, Milo, um, Rap Ferreira now, he does okay. I'm, he raps about being able to pay his rent from Spotify. Uh, and he gets, you know, a couple million streams a song, you know, multiply that by all his songs. That's, and that's okay. I feel like that's okay. I mean, if you're like an artist... Is he on the millions? I don't even know. I might be slandering him. But, but I, I feel like, okay, if you're an artist and, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you're a good artist and you're, you're hustling... And, and people are downloading your music and they're listening to it. Oh yeah, he's why not yeah. get your plays? Why not get compensated per play? Right. Well, they do, but like, it's just I drastically. Like, I feel like that's for for an artist. I think that's ends meat right there. Well, you know, like a, 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 the whole idea is to, for for a reasonable a, a reasonable compensation. You know, like yeah, like yeah. if you're gonna they're listen to my song, one, what are they asking one cent per play? Yeah. Right? Well, this is the deal with the devil with Spotify though, because they created the entire infrastructure to be able to. Uh, you know, disseminate music to literally everybody on the planet at 24 hours a day. The only thing is, you get paid almost nothing unless you get millions of plays. Okay. So you either get no exposure or you get this exposure, but it comes at a price if you get paid nothing. Well, let's compare Spotify <laughs> to Apple Music and other platforms. Apple what, Music, I think, is the deal? best one. What's their deal, like compensating artists? I think Apple Music pays the most, from what I've read. I think, uh, what's the other one? There's t- the title. Uh, there's t- there's a uh, title. Title. But yeah, Jay Z. Yeah. Jay Z started that. Uh, Jay Z. Um, if you guys are not familiar, if uh, who know, Jay who? The, the, the listeners. Is he married to, somebody to, famous? I don't to know. The, to the to the listeners. Queen B. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, New York hip hop artists that you know um, that that came from from uh, Marcy Projects, and um, yeah, he started Tidal, which is a, a music streaming platform that um, he just he just wanted to just open up and just take an artist that really don't have that uh, that outlet or or the level of compensation that compensation that we're talking about mm-hmm. that you would get from other streaming platforms to be able to find it in Tidal. Um, but here's the thing when you go to Tidal and when you go to Spotify and you look up a certain artist sometimes you don't find the particular song that you're looking for on Spotify that you would find in Apple Music. Um, so yeah, that's that's, well, that's true, and it's vice versa with also uh, and it's vice versa with, with 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 Spotify. Right, there's a lot of albums that are not released on Spotify. Yeah, YouTube and more so now, but like rights with their. So there has to be like a right? yeah, there has to be something there. So I looked it up. Uh, you get you'll never guess who the top paying streaming service is. Taylor Swift. No, no, no. The top paying streaming service. You'll never wow. guess in a million years. We already talked about it. And it's not Spotify or Tidal or Apple Music. <clears throat> Pandora. No. No. Oh, they're not Pandora. They're pretty far down the list, actually. Fuck. Is it's, it's something... It's something we talked about that you would never guess. What did we talk about? MySpace. MySpace? After MySpace. Facebook. It's Twitter? Napster. 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 Napster is the top paying. Napster, really? They pay. Right they pay now. Almost, I thought they were done. I thought they were. F- they're they're trying to be a streaming service. They pay almost two cents a stream, and then it's Tidal. I, I was wrong. It wasn't Apple Music. Apple Music's really? third. Apple wow. Music pays almost a cent a stream. Google Play, and then you have what the fuck is Deezer? I have no idea what Deezer is. And then Spotify's point zero zero four three seven cents a play. And then Amazon. Yeah. And then Pandora. And then YouTube? <laughs> Fuck YouTube. Yeah, well, YouTube Just is... kidding. We love YouTube. We love YouTube. Well, wait, who owns YouTube? <laughs> Google owns YouTube, right? Uh, so, yeah, fuck I'm YouTube sure. and fuck Google. I don't know if you go on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know if you go on YouTube. I feel like there needs to be some type of revolution where they, what artists should get paid what they mm-hmm. deserve. I mean, I... Like a cent per play is not much to ask. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's a, it's a tough thing because you got to you got to figure. Yeah, they of course they deserve more. And especially during this pandemic, everybody's at home, bored, fucking listening to music, and, and yeah, streaming's like, gone insane. Yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, so Spotify is like what? It's obviously the leading top. I think it's probably got service. the highest market share of all the and streaming like, services. Okay, give them yeah. fucking give them more money. They're not doing anything. They're, they're they're at home just like everybody else. Yeah. You know they they deserve to earn a living. You know, and a lot of these bands, a lot of these members and these bands never have the, I guess, opportunity to hold a real job, so they don't know anything but playing shows and playing music. Yeah. Which is which is, which is I mean. Well, that's why it's especially rough now because those bands, like, if you're not. Um, Interpol or fucking a, a huge band like that if you're just like a mid-level like you know just off the top of my head Mild High Club or a guy right. like Drug Dealer who's great I love those bands or like you know um, like another band that stands off right now is like uh, the boys from Dive like they're they're, Dive. they're they well they had a couple hits they're probably doing okay they're, but they're but, but I mean, not nearly as good as they would be if they were going on tour right. and selling merch. They and should have already been touring their, their new album right now. Yeah. They, had, they had an extensive tour in Europe 
that should have already happened and should have already taken place. I think they should have already been back during this time to play the States. I'm not sure. Yeah, but probably. They, their, their new album is great. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I like what you were playing the other so day. so much from beginning to end. And, 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 and for them to kind of like have that, all that, you know, that time for them to be on tour in Europe to promote their new album and to, for them to just have that all that taken away from them it's like a fucking blow it's horrific you know? it's like, absolutely and, horrific you know it's like can you imagine our, like our band you know we released the album last year and it hit yeah and, and, it, and it and it slaps and it's like everybody wants to hear it but we can't we can't go we can't do anything we're stuck and yeah like at least if, if people I know there's a lot of people including myself that listen to that album and it's just kind of like well get, get them paid for the yeah. work you know get them paid at least Maybe fifty percent of what they were getting paid if they were being on tour, but just enough to get them by. Yeah, you know. And this goes for all these artists too. Like I agree. You know, but it's a it's a brutal chicken and the egg thing, because um, you've got this thing that you're able to monetize your music even without touring or doing anything. You just put it on there, and it instantly becomes monetized. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, is the price is the payout model predatory? Yes. So then, what do you do? It's tough because Spotify has so much of the market share that you could go to one of like fucking Napster and get two cents yeah. a stream. Yeah. But who's on Napster? Nobody. Right. So it's like, what, the, what right. do you do? It's, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, you know, I figure, I don't know. Do you feel like, in, like once this whole pandemic is over and over with, there's going to be like a whole different way to go about on It's not necessarily promoting your music, but also being uh, getting compensated for your music. Maybe you know, now you're gonna have, like now we have now we went through this whole pandemic. You know, let's say in the future, it's, it's you know the next couple of years is over, and you know artists like us, like mm-hmm. ourselves, and everybody out there, like okay, well now we got to really think about how we're gonna get compensated, just in case of anything like mm-hmm. this ever happens again. Just in case of just in case if the world stands still again, you know, yeah. what are we gonna do to prepare ourselves for that moment and kind of yeah, you know solidify that I'm, I'm not really sure because music is a tough one because um, it's kind of a fickle thing for most people it's kind of just like oh I'll just play it in the car mm-hmm. oh I'll just I'm walking right. oh I'll just play it. you know most people but aren't as into it as we are you but know, it is an everyday listen thing. to music yeah. or at least normal people <laughs> listen to music I hope yeah it's an everyday thing I mean I don't go without a day without not listening to music Same. I listen to music every fucking day me too. to get me through my day <coughs> sorry you. I, 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 I you know I listen to music when I wake up I go I listen to music when I'm cooking when I'm cleaning yeah. when I go to bed and it's just kind well, of yeah, like, and the, the point life. I was going to make was that what a lot of people are doing now with podcasts um, comedians specifically just people who are content creators who are doing podcasts is doing shit like Patreon where you join you pay like 10 bucks 5 bucks a month mm-hmm. and then you get you know extra content from Patreon you know so maybe there's something and then with that too you completely own your uh, content and you completely own your subscriber base. I imagine they take some kind of commission. I don't really know how much it is, uh-huh. uh, but the art, the, the content creator gets most of that percentage. So uh, that seems to be the best way. And Patreon's not been great on censorship. They're pretty good. They they've been okay lately. But um, but that seems to me to be the way to go if you can get you know as a content creator get somebody multiple people to uh, sign up to a subscription model where they, they pay X amount a month and they get X amount of content. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know how that really works for bands. Maybe you release it on Patreon early, the album, right. and they can hear, listen to it early on Patreon. Um, I don't know. There's other like subscribe star. There's a few other different OnlyFans. Once we start doing porn, yeah, right. Straight well, to OnlyFans. We have an OnlyFans for music, huh, guys? Yeah, feet pics. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that really is the answer. And, and the and the comedy uh, industry, the podcast industry, I think is kind of like cornered that for now. And I think that might be where if musicians can figure out a independent subscription service where they can get, even if you get like, dude, I follow guys on Patreon who have like. 3,000 followers. 3,000 followers paying five bucks a month is $15,000 a month. Yeah. That's just... You just gotta convince 5,000 people that they like to like your shit enough to pay five bucks a month for it. It's not easy, but you know, I think that might be the thing. And then those people are your fucking dedicated followers. Those are the ones that are gonna love you and you know, but uh, I think that is the, the antidote so to like the Spotify. Base. It's a fan base. Yes. Just focusing on your diehards right. and 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 getting them and giving them the shit that they want and fuck everybody else. Right. So that's I don't mm. know, that's what what popped into my head. Interesting. I just feel like there has to be something. Where it, it's kind of contradictory though, because the whole point of music is you want it to be very popular, you want it to be <laughs> widespread, you want everybody to hear it. Right. So uh, it would be tough to, you know, because if five thousand people love your shit enough to pay money for it, there's probably five thousand more and five thousand after that. But I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we're at an hour forty. We can, uh, I'm, we can keep rolling. I, I mean, if, if, if we if we still have more to talk about, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. I mean, we haven't we haven't streamed any songs really. I mean, we've just been bullshitting too. So True. Jamie has a uh, <laughs> Jamie has a, uh, uh, a playlist on Spotify. Going back to Spotify mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, they suck, but also check that shit out because we know out, you yeah. have. Everybody has it. Um, right right now. It's pretty cool because I actually, <laughs> I went through his playlist and there's a lot of really good prominent bands that were during that era from 95 to 2010 and, and, it's, and it's growing. Um, and so I highly suggest that you guys uh, hop on his playlist. What's the playlist called, Jamie? It's called uh, My Emo Core Days. And uh, yeah, you can look it up on Spotify. Um, it's under Jamie. And it's uh, about 92 hours so far. So there you go, guys. If you want to just uh, uh, hit the shuffle button and just vibe out, you will get <laughs> anything and everything you could possibly think of. Sorry, I was just thinking about a guy listening to all 92 hours of the emo uh, playlist, and he kill, he kills himself at hour 50. Yeah, <laughs> just, imagine, imagine, wow. like you just wow. can't, you can't, you can't stand I'm it. I'm so anymore. emo right now. I can't do that. <laughs> no, no, it's a great playlist. Chris just created a new genre. It's called morbid. That's right. Morbid, morbid core. That's right. Morbid core. Check it out. Soon to be on Spotify. Uh, yeah, guys, you'll get anything from from your local bands uh, to uh, alternative rock music and music that you know MTV would stream uh, back in the mid or early two thousands, and uh, it's, it's got we have a lot of really good stuff. I actually had the chance to go through the play- playlist, and uh, yeah, I. I Brought a lot of memories, and it was very nostalgic. Um, I'm definitely gonna give that playlist a listen and think about all the mistakes that I made in my <laughs> days. Uh, good mistakes, bad mistakes, etc. Right. Um, but uh, overall, I think that's a good, really good playlist. Uh, yeah. And hopefully, it grows, and you get a good, get a good amount of followers to follow that. 
I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, again, this is literally for the love of the music. You know, we right. don't really plan on, yeah. you know, uh, being successful. I mean, hopefully, this will be successful all on its own, and mm-hmm. it will return the favor. Uh, the favor. Right. Excuse me, but um, yeah. I mean, the whole idea is just to revisit the golden era, which is what we call. Uh, you know, alternative rock and emo core and emo music in, in entirely in in the mid '90s to uh, early 2000s. And you can mention in this golden era, um, there's a lot of uh, good bands in that golden era. You know, transitioning from the late '90s to early 2000s, uh, like bands such as like. You know, we got the, like Corn and Limp Bizkit, mm-hmm. where they System of a Down, System of a Down, where it was a lot of. I feel like during that era, there was they had this like hip hop rock transition fusion. Yeah, you know, you had a lot. You had that. You had that with like Limp Bizkit. Yeah, you know, you had that with uh, even Corn. Uh, yeah, Rage, Rage yeah. did that. Rage against yeah. Machine. Rage, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, right. That. So that's right. That's right. That era, like. I, you know, I remember that era. You know, I was in high school and listened to all these bands, and that was definitely a pivotal transition from like two thousands and like mid two thousands, and opened a lot of doors for these other bands. Yeah, and, right. I mean, unfortunately, it eventually fizzled out after what twenty ten ish into the teens. Yeah, kind of. You know, sort of. I mean, I always wonder. I feel. If like, I feel like. I feel like twenty ten was the birth of emo right. uh, rap. Uh, I was gonna say, I almost wonder if like de- bands like Death Grips kind of came out of that too, because they're very they did very rap. And very also, this was also the pivotal time where a lot where, where we didn't have social media. No, yeah, you know, right. Oh, I miss those fucking podcasts days. Really didn't exist during that time. I do they love podcasts. Yeah, did not and, exist at all. Um, so this was all like cable TV on K Rock. Um, what did you guys Dude, have? Shout the, out K Rock. What did you guys have in the East Coast? Like so, K-Rock, we had K-Rock. yeah, we did have K Rock. K-Rock, oh, K-Rock? oh, yeah, it was K-Rock, syndicated. K Rock yeah. was a, was a syndicated uh, FM radio station. You guys got Loveline out there? No, we actually <laughs> we actually didn't. We actually didn't. Shout out Adam and Dr. Drew. I got a good Fucking story love about uh, Loveline, but, but dude, K Rock, K Rock. Shout out to K Rock back in Jersey, ninety two three K Rock. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, man. They they used to stream a lot of local stuff too, and then you know that's how uh, you know bands like Thrice got their. Got, got a lot of their uh, exposure, you know. Uh, Lincoln Park was also mm-hmm. frequently streamed on there, too. Rest in peace, Chester. Chester Bennington, right. brother. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. We love you, man. We miss you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, K-Rock. Um, I mean, KTU was also uh, uh, an FM radio station back east, uh, you know, streaming from New York because... They mixed it up a little bit, you know. During the day, it, it, you, you you had a little bit of diversity to what they would put out, you know, mm. especially with like a lot of like the the mainstream stuff that they that you would listen to. And then at night, t- sometimes you would get you know uh, a little bit of the you know dancey uh, techno house mm. vibes. Play some uh, party music at night. Yeah, 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 some party music going on at night too. Um, so those were those are uh, pretty popular um, FM radio stations. That's cool. I I love hearing They're, about like old old I miss old, radio. Old 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 school rock radio stations uh, were also a really big thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my dad 
listen to a lot of those radio stations. Like classic too. rock stations? Classic rock stations, Dude, too. 95.5 KLOS. 95, the KLOS was, was one definitely that, that was... Legendary. Uh, super legendary. And they, they just gave everything. They just gave yeah. everything. The Boston, Led Zeppelin. Yep. Uh, fucking Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Fucking... Uh, uh, Queen. Yeah. You got... You had all... They play them. Iron Maiden sometimes, too. They get, get heavy with it. They, oh, play, yeah. they played all kinds of shit. Yeah, dude. I think now they've kind of transitioned into like just playing all rock and roll. It's more like alt, like classic rock, alt rock. Yeah, they played a lot of American bands like uh, Van Halen and uh, mm-hmm. for sure. And um, what's it called? Um, fucking, I'm just blanking, I'm blanking out. But all the classic so, rock so, bands. So, yeah, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great ones, a lot of great ones, but. I mean, again, that was also, you know, a time where, you know, when my dad was also, you know, because he's a musician, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he grew up with, uh, with like, a certain level of artistry where, like, he, he was, like, acting for, like, a little bit, he said, you know. Um, and he really enjoyed music and playing instruments. And, and uh, percussion instruments was a very big thing with him. Uh, so that kind of just, like, gave me an introduction on, you know, being able to find the interest in wanting to play the bass guitar or even the drums at all in general. That see, that's cool. None, none of my family played music, played or play now. Oh man! But I just just out of the sheer love of like rock and metal music, I would just pick yeah. up a guitar. Yeah. No, that's yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's all it takes. It is. You know, yeah. it's just the passion. You know, I, I I had the I had the privilege to you know. Uh, have my dad sit me down and be like, you never played an instrument before, you know? Um, you know, this is something that, you know, I'm very passionate and it's something that's explored with each individual, you yeah. know? And he teaches Depending you. on what he, well, uh, depending on what instrument you picked up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he uh, he taught me percussions and like the ins and outs and stuff and just like listening to music and being able to feel music and stuff, you know? Um Definitely have that little special bond with my dad, which uh, which I really appreciate. That's and, tight. and and to this day, you know, he still does what he does. And uh, my grandpa too is a big influence uh, in my life because he's in his mid nineties right now and he's still playing the saxophone. Damn, what a you fucking know? legend! Yeah, that's still playing fucking jazz and stuff. And I'm just like still dumbfounded by like his his ability to 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 want to do it and his his passion, you know passion will always fucking rule over everything totally and i think that's probably the most important thing that people need to remember when they're trying to do something is remember that you want to do it because you want to do it you know not because you're you want to expect something out of it right you know Mm -hmm. i think i think people need to practice uh paying it forward more than you know giving to receive Mm -hmm. i mean nobody who goes if you go into music or if you pick up a guitar for the first time and you're like I'm gonna figure this out so I can make money from it yeah you're gonna suck ass you're gonna <laughs> suck you're not you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna be able to set that set that level of mentality aside to be able to actually explore the guitar and explore pulling sounds out of the guitar that you never thought you could yeah you know even if even if it was already explored you know and 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 you hear a sound and you yeah. want to change it up or do something different because you're playing a, a different guitar than than the person is you know yeah you don't get any some any type of uh emotional sentimental feedback while you're playing this instrument then what's yeah. the point what and is the point, guys? I feel like many of those people never even learn because they're like, oh, act, well, this is hard. Right. Like, you talk to people who, like, pick up a guitar a couple times, and maybe it wasn't for them. It's like, right. oh, yeah, the first day, like, after the first day, my fingers hurt. 
it's like it's yeah. just like well uh, it's, it gets it's, worse the process <laughs> it gets worse but you get but you get used to it, but it's the for the love of if you do not have calluses in your fingertips while playing guitar that you you're not don't even it. fucking t- turn this podcast off yeah. actually right. yeah I'm just kidding please listen <laughs> <laughs> we need we need to get sponsored by Blue Chew and Manscaped okay. but and Fender and Modelo and yes Modelo. shout out Modelo shout out Corona Seltzer Modelo. Corona and and yes, I mean dude. we I mean there I mean Budweiser you guys have been 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 an American America's beer American beer for a while and we're goddamn we're patriots American, you know I mean yeah but that's neither here nor there the fact <laughs> of the matter is, is that we need we drink beer we need to drink beer absolutely <laughs> it's really creative fuel but I was uh. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a great creative fuel for sure. Uh, I was, if you don't drink beer and playing guitar, drink a couple beers, then play the guitar. And get into and your feel. And record yourself what you play and then play it back when you're sober and then you'll listen to your soul yes. speaking back at you. I was hammered at my house yeah. the other night and I was listening to recordings that I made. <laughs> recordings that I made in like 2017. And I was like, fuck man, I... This is good. Like, yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never knew until you, until you go back ten years later and yeah. like you're listening to yourself. Yeah. You know? and if you guys, if you guys ever seen that meme out there where like that one that one meme where like you're doing crazy looping spacey sounds in your bedroom. Yeah. And you look out the window while your friends are having a good time. You're doing it right, man. You're That's doing right. It. You're doing, doing it space, right. Keep doing spacey looping sounds in your bedroom. And yes. keep so and keep cracking it. a beer open too yeah. when you have a good beer idea. Open, yeah. Unless you're under twenty one, but if you're uh, if you're like. Yeah. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that you should not drink under 21 because yeah, I, get your older I would be. Buy it for you. I right. would be hypocritical if I were to tell people or y- the youngins nowadays mm. to not drink because I was, you know, 15, just, 16. Listen, yeah. everyone, just smoke a little weed. Grab yeah. the guitar. Do whatever the fuck you want. Plug it in. Just pick up an <laughs> instrument. Smoke crack. <laughs> And just fuck it. No, I'm just no, kidding. Do not smoke Don't smoke crack. crack. Well, if you want to smoke crack, go to Oregon because it's legal there now. If, but, you're, if, <laughs> if you're if you're gnar- if you're gnarly enough to be able to say, right. I want to go ahead and fucking do hard drugs. Listen, guys, if you guys want to make it big in the music biz, go to Oregon. That's smoke it. crack, smoke shoot crack. heroin like Kurt Cobain, and, and you're just done. just go through a pass fucking. Out in the dumpster. You're, just, you're living the grunge. Listen, life. listen, just go through a coke binge for maybe like a year and a half, and then, and then kind of almost commit suicide to be able to, you know, yes. right. and then realize you that. And you realize that's not for you, and then you move on. And then yes. you move on, and then you make good music. Right. You know? From your experiences. Maybe, that's, maybe that was Kurt Cobain. He like wanted to like uh, try to kill himself, but not do it, and he accidentally did it. And he was like, fuck. But he was already yeah. good when he killed himself. Yeah. I mean, damn. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's heavy. That's heavy. But uh, <laughs> oh, probably would have been in his like forties. Right? No, no, he, he definitely fifties. Fifties, yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was older than Courtney Love. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah. he was like almost yeah. ten years older than like, Courtney Love. Have a, I, mean, <laughs> I said this joke before, but uh, I remember when I was in middle school, I made a. We had to make a a project like a poster about how drugs are bad, and so. Okay. Yeah, drugs are bad, okay. But what I did was I took all the names of like musicians and like famous people who overdosed and I like kind of made a poster of their names and like when they died. Oh, shit. And then looking, I thought about it the other night and I was laughing because I realized like, oh, this just is an advertisement for how awesome drugs are. Like Pretty, you could be yeah. as cool as these, like Jimi Hendrix. You could be as cool as Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> Like Stevie Nicks? Kirk Cobain would have been 53 years old today. Mm. Damn. Um, 
Wild. In Jimi Hendrix would have been he well he was born in 1942. Damn. Jesus, he would have been. Was in he in the military? Seventies. He was in the military. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was in the, the army. Or was, something. He was in the military for a little bit. Yeah. Damn. And then he fucking took drugs. True. And Jimi Hendrix would have been seven in the seventies. Yeah, he was in the seventies. Yeah. Janis Joplin would have been. Oh, man, Janis Joplin. All right, throw out, throw out an age. Right now, wait, uh, what? Uh, oh no, you can't say what year she was born. Um, fuck, I don't know, sixty something. Sixty. I'm gonna say sixty-two. She would have been in her fucking mid sixties, I think, because they didn't she, they didn't start they didn't start uh, till seventy-three, and she was in her uh, like early twenties, I guess, or something like that. Yeah, because didn't all didn't they all die at like twenty seven? Yeah. So that's like the age that they yeah. all died at. Yeah. She would have been. Let's see. Let's see. She would have been younger than Jimi Hendrix. Damn, I'm twenty eight now. I'm not cool enough to die young. Damn, I'm thirty. I'm thirty three. I'm way past that. I yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. She would have been. Let's see. All right. What are we What are we guessing for Janis Joplin? I'm I thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking her mid sixties. She would have been in her mid sixties, really? yeah, maybe, or late sixties. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Or when it was like seventy? Or like early seventies? Okay, I'm, I'm saying I'm just gonna say early seventies. Early seventies? Yeah, I'm saying sixty-two. That that was my guess. I'm holding to it. She's probably Janice, close to fuck, Joplin, Wikipedia. She's probably like close to 90 and years she. old and shit. You know, like. I don't know what she was about. I mean, was she born in the 40s, right. like Jamie? I don't know. Uh, hold, okay, what, Jamie? I said early 70s. I said 62. So, said, early yes. 70s, 62. Early 60s, yes. yeah. She would have been 77. Oh, oh fuck, damn. well. Yeah. Same age as Jimmy. Same age, yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, January 19th, 2020, would have been her 77. Well, rest in peace. Man, Janice. Janice. So they're up there. Heroin's so a hell of a drug. Would have been 53, and then 73, and 77 for uh, 73 yeah. for uh, Jimi Hendrix, and uh, mm. Janice Joplin would have been 77. Jim Morrison. I think he was on my project. Jim Morrison would have been. I, I don't know. I don't even, I don't even fucking. Now. Yeah, he definitely yeah. would have. He, that guy's a, his fucking his soul is in a desert fucking planet called Tatooine mm. in a galaxy far far, far, far away. away. That's right. Yeah. And uh, that's 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 where he's at right now. Yeah. He's uh he's dealing with the sand people. Yeah. He's shit. beating the shit out of Watto yeah. from the Phantom Ass. Because that guy sucks. Oh my goodness. He's pod racing, dude. Yeah, um, I wanted man. to uh I wanted to go ahead and at least uh. You know, because we were talking about the playlist. I want to play. Yeah, I want to play. Off your playlist, I want to play. Okay, I want to play a song that. Okay, so this is actually the first song that I added to this playlist that paved the way for this whole entire playlist. What does this song mean to you? And this song, honestly, um, this song, I, I can really appreciate a lot because. Um, you know, Who are we listening to, by the way? Did we say? No, we didn't. Oh, okay. We didn't. Not yet. But uh, but yeah. I mean, this this was a band that that I uh, again, you know, a friend of mine showed me, and 
this was the one song that actually made me fall in love with the band because they're actually very, very talented. And the lyricist and his vocal projection kind of reminds me of a couple other bands that I used to listen to. But this one particular band is called Monine, mm-hmm. and uh, they have this one song called uh, The Day No One Needed to Know. Sick. Okay. Sick. And uh, I don't think anyone has ever heard I don't I, think I you, was just going to say I've never heard this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, I want to, I want to, you know, bring up bands like this that don't have a lot of acknowledgement, but you know, are, are a really yeah. big secret, you right. know? And, and, and going back, I think, the, I think your, your, your podcast shows and you're bringing a platform for bands that, uh, what are the kids saying on these days? Justice. Give these bands justice. Yeah. Right. Oh, like, for Christ's sake. Right. <laughs> That's another Gen Z fuck talk about justice. I'm going to lose my mind. But yes, not the band justice. No, I know not the band justice. Recognition. Recognition. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's a better word. Is that a better word, Chris? Justice for bands. Justice for bands. Where's our justice? Where's the Manic Miles justice? God damn it. I'm about to flip it. I'm about to flip a table. Like this is bullshit. This is bullshit. Don't flip. Don't flip my hand. Just kidding. But yeah, let's uh let's listen to this song real quick. And hopefully you guys will like it and the people that are listening will enjoy it too. So I'm gonna put it on.
the song in 3-4 time. That's yeah. my favorite time signature for sure. Yeah. Um, that song sometimes gets me all choked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd it's love a, it's, a, it's a super it's, beautiful song. Um, I don't think the my iPhone really did the song justice at all, but for the most part, you guys got the gist of it, and it's on the Spotify playlist. It's the first song on the playlist. Click on it and listen to it. Who's oh. this again? They're called Moaning. Moaning, yeah. I'll probably end up chopping in the song into the... Just so it doesn't sound like shit. Yeah, we can always go back and <laughs> That would be pretty easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So going back, like, so what is the song? Like, what is the song? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this song... Um, this song brings a, a lot of, like, encouragement. Um, because it... Uh, to me, it, it, it talks about a lot of... Um, you know, just just being compassionate, and that entirely, I think, really solidifies the song because, um, along with any other song, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it makes you feel some type of way. It, it encourages you, or makes you uh, feel, you know, sad mm-hmm. or, or whatever. You know, what's the uh, the theme lyrically? What's he singing about? He's singing about. All right. When you look up the lyrics, you kind of you kind of have to listen to the song a couple times, I guess, to be able to understand the lyrics. Because 
they're there's in a sense subliminal you know mm-hmm. so you can interpret it in any way shape or form that you want okay kind of abstract yeah 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 so i think that's the beauty of the song entirely um not only the fact that it has really good melodies and 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 uh just uh constructed very very well yeah it was a beautiful song um uh, for sure mm-hmm. yeah i told you i, I, told and I wanted to yeah i wanted to share that with you and and all you guys yeah. too and that that's just a yeah. band that i that i think wasn't wasn't really acknowledged back then and you can just you know tell just you know from the song how much uh embrace they had in, in talent yeah and what they want what they wanted to do and I'll, I'll throw these uh, these songs, the name of the songs and the bands in the description of the episode, yeah. so we can we look them up. Today. Yeah, and the and the podcast if you guys want to check it out. <clears throat> emo core days, my, my emo core days, Excuse my me. emo core days. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, Sick. And these are this is one of the song, many songs on this playlist that you guys can check out mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the uh, Spotify playlist. Yeah, we're trying to wrap up. Yeah, I think yeah. we wrap up and I think yeah, I think that's that's that's, we're at we're at an hour, two hours today. ten. Yeah. Unless we're trying to put up Rogan numbers. 10. Wow, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go five hours like yeah. Jeez. This is, Alex this Jones. is gonna be a good podcast uh, for all the listeners out there that want to get into you know, just kind of reminisce the golden age of yeah. the know, golden the, era. Yeah. The golden era of you know, late nineties, early two thousands and alternative rock. Emo yeah. music. Yeah. Maybe you'll have a song so we can derail your podcast. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you guys uh do you guys want to end the song? Uh, end it with a song? Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So play like, us out. You you can if you if you want, you guys can choose a song from the, the playlist or we'll Chris, hit the shuffle. Let's have Chris or Oh, should I? Yeah, I'll just go I'll, just I'll look through until I find something yeah. that uh Yeah. There you go. That I really so fuck with. Podcast, uh, oh, I found uh, brand new. I found brand new. Um uh, there's a lot. There's know, a lot. Jesus Christ. There's such a, a lot. Great song. Yeah. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. Fantastic. So we have, uh, while while he while he uh, you know uh, looks so for a song first, that we can like, play. Yeah, yeah. Song. How so we doing? Our podcast. Um, what's the name of our podcast, Chris? With the stadium tour still, I think. Yeah. The, for now. Yeah. And uh, oh, so dude, Chris are we doing just a girl? And we have our guest uh, JD today, that, yeah. uh, promoting his uh, hell yeah his podcast too and his playlist. Hell yeah! Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm Juan, and uh, we're going to leave you guys off with this, uh, with this song. Yeah, and I guess we'll start doing more episodes of this. Yeah, yeah I think this is going to be a... a right? I would love to make it a weekly thing, you know. Yes, we'll me too. Guests, Stadium you know? tour, my yeah. emo core days, you know. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be we'll be touching base with each other and, and doing podcasts together. Yes. You know. Um, we're, I mean, we're we're part of a group together, so, you know. It's the boys. Part, it's, the, it's the lads. It's, it's we're, the boys, basically, yeah. we get together. Yeah, just yeah. a couple of lads, you know. You know, expressing. And if you're gonna listen, bring some beers, please. Bring some beers to yeah. the podcast because nobody likes empty-handers, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and if you want to be on the podcast, yeah. DM us. Yeah, because <laughs> we'll, we're, we'll talk to you. Where are they DMing us at? Uh, oh, at the Manic Mile on Instagram, themanicmile.com. Uh, yeah. All right, there you go. I don't. I don't. Right now, uh, my emo core days doesn't. Again, it's it's. Uh, we're gonna start streaming pretty soon. Um, we do have a pilot, uh, but it's not under Spotify or anything like that. It's you really can't search bosses. it. But uh, we will get it up and running, um, and you guys will definitely be able to catch it on any uh, streaming service, you know, especially uh, Spotify yeah. and and your your uh, Apple Podcast. 
Yep. So. All right. And All we're right. on iTunes. Follow us, Stadium Tour. Subscribe, whatever. Leave a review. How much we suck. It's fine. Um, we'll, we'll close it because I talked about Scott for like 20 minutes earlier. We'll close it with just a girl from No Doubt. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We could probably just call it because I'm going to splice in the songs after. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was good. Here, I'm going to stop it.